103.8 FM Talk Radio. Okay, let's start the show with this catchy tune. almost christmas why because that's the movie we're watching <laughs> christmas story who, who let me is, fade that, this that's in a known actor. what's that is that that's a known actor um who is that is that i don't know Catherine o'hare no <laughs> this movie's the fit like was made in the 60s no no no, no this movie was made in the in the early 80s it's made in the early 80s this movie. i don't think it's Catherine o'hare no i'm telling you my favorite part about you crow yeah. is that every single character in every movie you're like Who's that? The most popular actress of that time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you don't believe that anybody's just a throwaway actress. <clears throat> you're just like, who's that? Yeah, exactly. What was she in? And they're like, nothing. It was this. <laughs> this is what you know her for. I'm projecting. <laughs> I'm thinking it should be someone bigger. You know, it's like, that's what I'm projecting into. Let this. me see who it is. You know, again, this is a diff- an age difference. I-, I started getting too old. What's her name? What else has she been in? Ooh, I'll yeah. look at. I'm wrong. I thought she looked like someone. I'll look at it. Yeah, she's been enough. <laughs> she probably didn't get a very good residual deal. I'm sure she's a bag lady right now <laughs> on fucking San Vicente or something. You know, it's just yeah. Oh, God. That's a good street though. That's a main <sighs> thoroughfare in Los Angeles. So that's nothing to shake your fucking head at. Yeah, no kidding, man. But you welcome know. in uh, to the show. I'm Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. Yep. We're watching uh, a Christmas story. This isn't the 24 hours. That's eve into christmas yeah but tbs is gonna get their fucking their fucking money's worth yeah yeah through uh this is like the cycle they throw a rudy will be on maybe <laughs> in the next week or two yeah what other inspirational tale you know um a fucking for the kids they'll throw fucking what's the one with the big hairy dragon fucking uh never-ending what? story oh god we'll get thrown on at some point <laughs> did you watch those when you were young, I like Never Ending Story. I like the one about the cartoon about the dinosaurs, the time, the land before time. But not Land of the Lost, because you were too young for that. You weren't even. Uh, you, you, your mom would know. Land I knew of, the of yeah. it. I, and then I knew Clash of the Titans. That was terrible. Uh, Clash of the Titans, as you know, as we've talked about it before. Yeah, you chose to see uh, that uh, over a good movie. Over, over as a kid. Indiana Jones. And I, to this day, do Support not regret. It. I do not regret that yeah. decision. Well, they remade Clash of the Titans <laughs> so into bad. like a. I saw it. In the th- I saw it. <laughs> It's the dude who made 300. It looks just like 300. Well, 300 is actually good. I mm-hmm. like 300. 300 was enjoyable for me. I'll say that in public. I don't care. Yeah, you know, I'm getting some things off my chest here. Even by the time, because I used to, we used to go to places like this to buy Christmas trees. Yeah. But it was never this packed and lively. Like, yeah. They yeah. always portrayed it as like this is the fucking the it place. The event. Yeah. <laughs> no. Must, <laughs> yeah. Literally, there's like one guy smoking you a went, bad cigar. It was 1:30 in the <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. 
There was a guy, there was a bunch of trees that you were just like, how are these people making money? Where are they getting the trees? How are they not just dying? Do they burn them? I saw it's over here in LA doing my lift. I actually saw a Christmas tree area. They came down from Oregon and they had about 50 trees in there, you know, at this time. But I don't know. We need some rain. There's no doubt about that for those of our listeners in Chicago. We uh, have not had rain, yeah. I think, since March. We had a, a spitting of rain like four weeks ago that did nothing. Yeah, early um, on. And every yeah. time, because I watch the goddamn weather, because she works for the news. And yes. I watch the goddamn weather all the time, and they always tease. Yes. It's going to rain. I know. And, and it's just like, no, it doesn't happen. I don't believe them at all. Yeah. we. It's, and every morning, I think there's a slight misting just because of the temperature change. Yeah. Like yeah. there's always, a, but it never actually rains. Yeah, exactly. You don't get true. Like it, it rains around the area. <laughs> Fontana gets rain. <laughs> but it doesn't get like a good, when I moved here which is almost two years now, Keith. It was two years in January. When I moved here, it was totally green looking because that was a real wet season. They had my a bunch first, of snow. My first couple months here, it was, I remember when she moved here, she was upset. It, it rained 10 days straight. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, great. Yeah. And that was, and I think that's kind of, that sheen's washed off because I remember when that yeah. was happening, I was like, LA is dope. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a winter's like Midwest fall. <laughs> exactly. And you like the rain because it makes the air cleaner. It kind of cleans the city up. I've noticed, you ever notice your eyes kind of irritate you from time to time? I don't get here? the, fall, I don't get smog effectiveness. No, I, no, I do want to. I'm a man in that way. No, <laughs> but it just, I've noticed it a little bit. I'm sensitive. That's to something it. My, that I rubbed off on my dad. He was always the like. I don't, none of that affects me. <laughs> that, that's a classic like, I, Midwestern. I work no, breathing. No, I'm tough enough to I do breathe this. asbestos at work, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I inhale Raid all day. PCBs. So, yeah. You know, I'm drinking a glass of water next to the PCB factory. Some fucking you know? <laughs> two mite plywood or whatever the fuck the... <laughs> He fucking shoots insulation in without protection and shit. You know, I just learned something, Keith. I just learned something. When we were watching here, watching Darren McGowan, because this is Christmas story, correct? Yeah. I did not realize this was based on Hammond, Indiana. I think I knew that as a I, kid. I did not Because I know think that. that was always the, like, you know, this is from, like, close by our area. <laughs> I, I give you this credit, Keith. Life. <laughs> you come from, like, because you think of suburban Chicago. I think of the North Shore. When I first came down here, oh, my dude, girlfriend went to New Trier High School. We want to be you know? actual Chicago so bad in the <laughs> Chicago suburbs. And there's like a competition. If you at, tell someone from Chicago that, yeah, I'm from Chicago, and then they ask what neighborhood and you don't say a neighborhood, they're like, oh, you're from the suburbs. Exactly. Exactly. But it's the area. I got your news, bitch. Yeah, I. Uh, My parents thought black people were attacking me constantly because of your news. I prided myself on being, a, I, I always lived in the city. I live in different parts of the city. No, I didn't I live can... in this Chicago proper until 2011. Wow. Yeah, no, I moved in 92 in Chicago proper. Lived in Wicker Park when it was truly Wicker Park. And then I also lived in a Hyde Park at the University of Chicago. Then I also lived in Uptown for a three-year stint. I wish I had the Billy Joel song ready and to the roll, Uptown dude. Uptown girl. <laughs> I was, it's funny when you mentioned that. I was thinking about all the tail I got then. <laughs> I was thinking about all the women that I. Uh, uh, this never happened. I never knew of the soap in the mouth. My grandma Fox, my oh. mom's mom, the Mexican one, she wouldn't do that. What she would do is she would take the soap and drag it on their teeth. Uh, so I got it was that stuck from my all mom. up in their teeth. I got that from my mom. 
I got soap in the mouth of my mom yeah. when I was like seven. I got soap in the but mouth. But was the bar in the mouth or did yeah, she yeah, it was, scrape it was teeth? Yeah, it was bar in the no, mouth. No, my grandma would scrape on their teeth so they had to go brush their teeth Ugh, after. God. Yeah, I, I, I was so guilt-ridden. I, I, did it to, I did it to myself one time. Why would is, you is that voluntarily do that? Am it, I, is, is, that not, <laughs> is that a generational thing where I would just flatly refuse to do that? No, no, it, it was weird. I shouldn't have done that. It, it's a reveal of my weirdness is what it is. Any Anytime I see why aren't you, I had a guilty conscience. Why aren't you at the very least being like, What's your problem? Like, why is no. this a? Why is this a punishment? Yeah, no, no, no. My mom, I knew it was a punishment. I knew it well, was because your mouth's dirty. Well, yeah, because because I was I, I was uh, probably swearing, you know, when I was like seven years old. That's pioneer shit that just sadly didn't die until. <laughs> well, again, like we figured out at the out, same time, you know, you know, a dirty mouth kid that isn't exactly a, well. Like we figured out before this though, before we recorded this. His life takes place in 1939. He graduated Hammond. from high school in 1939. So when he was a kid, it was late he probably 20s. got soap in his mouth. So yeah. This movie is actually in 1938. Okay. <laughs> depression era. <laughs> right. It's a depression era story. But you know something? Our human spirit isn't going to be crushed. <laughs> yeah. Someone's you know? yelling at her on the phone. Oh, there's something wrong with Trixie at the operating booth. Oh, God. I just... When yeah. you had to answer the phone and say to a person what number you wanted to dial. I mean, that person could just listen to all of your conversations. You know, it's like. Dude, it, the phone operator probably had all the lowdown. Oh, oh, yeah. They were probably like a great gossip person. They had great gossip. Go you know? XO, XO, gossip girl. You know, that, that that's when the very first like listening and then conversations happened. Like the uh, original gossip girl, yeah. dude. <laughs> exactly. But See, yeah. she, what the fuck is that? And that's supposed to be the big comedy. Of like, oh, she realizes. Well, she shouldn't have done it. It's terrible. I only did that probably twice. I had that happen to me twice. When I lived on the farm. Rur I lived in rural America on a farm, you know, for a while. From five yeah. to eight. Upper rural. The, the, then my, uh, my... Rural America to me is like Kansas. You know, I, well, I was living in uh, uh, rural Virginia. We, we, I lived on a farm. We had an eight-acre farm. We, we, uh, we uh, boarded horses. We had like 25. We would get 100 Rhode Island Reds. Here's also year. the every movie with true, snow true <laughs> or anything gets played during this era. Here's a yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie where it's just like, all right, it's winter. For the last 10 years, lifelong buddies Ethan and Chris have gathered on Christmas Eve to celebrate the holidays with a bang. But yeah. now, unfortunately, but now now it's changing because like, hey, one guy's older and he's married now or something. It's like, hey, our relationship is different now. Hey, is that is that what it is? That's, that's I think one's going to have a kid. Okay. Hey. Looks like well, a Seth Rogen movie. <laughs> I never really was very entertained by him. Just letting you know. All I'll right. You know that. That's fine. You know, I just got to let you know that. But yeah, weather-wise, we, we were talking before we came on the air. We were talking about famous Chicago winter and, and like, reminiscing about it it's been a good thing it makes me appreciate being here right now because uh, i miss the winter i love it yeah I, I if it lasted only like three months i could deal with it but when it lasts four and a half to five months it sucks it sucks uh that, that puts you over the top you know you actually have a real winter in albuquerque my brother has a place in albuquerque you have three or four real oh, seasons yeah you oh know, yeah actual seasons there you know even um, out here, I've seen pictures of Los Angeles where it's complete like there's snow on the ground. Back in the 50s and 60s, they said it used to snow like every year. There would be a, a little small dusting. Well, you get in the mountains. You, 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 you know go, what you it was, Pro? It's when only black people moved to South. Yeah. It actually did coincide with the urbanization and like the influx. Yeah. That's when like climate change, yeah. like, the climate also shifted. 
uh, the air quality back then, if you see air from like like mid-60s Los Angeles, it's terrifying. You couldn't see down the end of the street. It was so smogged out. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I had a friend who lived out here who was from here. He said one time he went to school, it, it rained in Riverside County. He had been going to school there for like three years. He's like, oh, there's a mountain literally right there. He never saw the mountain for three years. You had all the and when it rained, it cleaned it all up. It's like, holy shit. Furnace-like. You know, you're you know, all those furnace-like cars just fucking spewing out all their fucking gas. And, and by the way, the Air Quality Act, that uh, the Trump administration has rolled back some of that. So because, boy, you know, that makes so much sense. Well, cars are more, you know, I'm sure the argument, you know, cars, are, they, they, the catalytic the converters are better. Just the wording of the way you said that didn't sound bad. You know, he's <laughs> rolled back some pollution. Well, exactly. Like, right, that sounds good. Well, no, yeah. yeah well, exactly. Pollution. Exactly. It's, it's a double like, kind of twist, you know, and it's like, no. Is it, does he fake like he's blind here or something like that? Is that his fantasy? No, it's because of the shooting his eye out thing, I think. Because they say oh. he's going to shoot his eye out the and then soap. he... The or the soap. Oh, okay. Oh, so he's messing with their emotions like a manipulative little shit? But this is a shit? fantasy. <laughs> See the white around the thing? It's a exactly. fantasy. I like fantasies. There's a lot of these in throughout the whole movie. I didn't realize that the movie was like they had so many of these. Yeah, I, I, I have a fantasy scene of me talking to John Brown on my pilot. <laughs> yeah, that you really <laughs> fought. They wanted. They told you, Crow, this is ridiculous, and you're like, no, Yeah, no, it's the emity of the dramedy. <laughs> it's part of it, you know. It's part it's of the emity. <laughs> but yeah, so weather-wise, uh, winter. I am just very glad that uh, you know it, it would be no. that point right now. I want like, it to be snowy. It needs went, to. You know, that's okay. When it first happens, when that initial snow sticks around for 63 days straight and it turns into that black sludge and it's like cigarette butts and bottle caps and used condoms and dog shit and everything that's bad in a city is in that snow like on the side of the sidewalk and it doesn't melt for like a good side until like late March, maybe at the earliest. And then when it does melt, it's totally dirty looking on the, on the, yeah. on the sidewalk. You're just like, this is just, you know, it's like, I don't miss that. I don't miss that, but you know, that, that I don't, but <clears throat> I did, I guess I just didn't hate it so much at the time. Like it was, it's inconvenient, but it was just such a part of my life. Well, I tell you what you also, I think probably grew up in a Midwest that, it was the weather was like that, but it was like er, rule, like you said. So there weren't people flicking cigarette butts out. Yeah. <laughs> like I got a little tin on my porch chair for my cigarettes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, what I what I had to do clean out my tin on my porch chair. I, I had to shovel snow, and I fucking hated that. We had this big property, I loved and it was it. it was one of the ways that I was like the slave of my family. My grandpa had a snow blower. Yeah, we didn't do that. They didn't need to have a snowblower, Eight. Keith. They had 15-year-old Adam Crocious. See, my stepdad would say shit like that. And that's, again, that's your parents dying at 10 type yeah, of shit. Exactly. But it's a truth, though. I got I got you. Fuck off. This is It is 2003. <laughs> no, right? no, 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 it was not. That. It was 1984. I'm saying for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Don't tell me. Like, <laughs> but that's what they that. said to me. And, and it was just like, oh, I mean, and, and you didn't, you, they, they dominated things. Also, they, 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 they were the driveway was so small. He used to call me in. I would be going to leave to my friends. Hey, Slim. He called me Slim all the time. Oh, because you were overweight? I no, well, when he first started calling me as a kid, I was skinny. I was like a skinny little kid. Yeah. And he just never stopped. 
And he'd be like, you got to shovel that driveway first. Like it was going to take me all, like he was halting my fun for the day. (laughs) And I almost think it annoyed him that I could just be like, okay. And then it would take me 10 minutes to fucking do it. Fling snow. And then you could tell he would get upset that I wouldn't have like a a uniformness to it that I wasn't doing like. Yeah. Up and then across and a grid. I yeah, yeah. Would just fling Crisscrossing it, it like a good outfield in the major leagues. I would go one up the middle and then I would just throw it. Yeah. And like, who cares if you can't see? Like, you could. And my dad, my regular dad, was like this, but more OCD, where he needed the driveway to be completely exposed. Like he would broom yeah, it after yeah, and shit. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I that's the family I grew up in, and we were we were on a large plot of land. And then he would so. like my dad would stay up. He'd wake up at four in the morning when it would start snowing, Ugh. and he would shovel like every two hours. Like once he would look Ugh. out, and when he would see that more snow covered it, he would go. And then by the time I woke up, you'd have these awesome snow banks in our yeah. front yard because he had spent all morning. Fucking well, good. At least he did that and didn't ask you to do that because I I had. Oh, my stepdad was different, though. Yeah. I had to do that. But again, our driveway was smaller. Yeah. I had a huge driveway that was gravel. So you couldn't get a good smooth, like, you know, you know. uh, And then I had to do the outside. I did the sidewalk, too. Part of our driveway. You know how long it took? Three hours. Two and a half. That's not. Two and a half hours. Cutting my grass was an adventure like that because my backyard was like on a hill. Yeah. So I had to cut sideways. Yeah. And and then you go up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we didn't always have a lawnmower that like caught the grass. So I would have to like cut the grass and it would shoot it out of the side. Yeah. But the way it was positioned, it would shoot it into the long grass. So I would have to stop and sweep it out because if you keep mowing it, like yeah. cakes up the blade because you're turning around and you're mowing grass yeah. that's covered in loose grass. Yeah, exactly. Like I kept telling my stepdad, like, why is our lawnmower? The thing that shoots is like it's facing the wrong way. Yeah. It should be on the left, not yeah. the right. Yeah. Like I'm shooting grass into the long grass. Like, yeah. Do you not understand how would you do? They want you to start on the perimeter first and go that way. No, I'm right. So, or yeah, they yeah. want you to go like a square the whole time. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, who the fuck does that? No, no. Oh, no, absolutely. You go back, that, you cut the perimeter, and then you just get it to where you could You go back and forth. Go back and, and forth. forth. Yeah. You cut enough yep. of the perimeter to where you could turn around and yep. just go back and forth. Yeah, I used to, I had to do my, I had to mow my lawn. The lawn was a big lawn. We had this giant wrought iron fence around it, so it made it very difficult. I had to, I had to mow it, and then I had to weed eat to around like 25 different posts. Like an, enough, enough work, you know? And, and that, I, I used to take a pride in that, though. I, I used to make it hatched like that, like it was uh, an outfield in the baseball. My dad you know? would say, I, my, it looks like Wrigley Field. Exactly. Yeah, that, that, that was always a compliment. You know, they say, you know, something looks good. You know, I, I felt yeah. good about that. But, but I, that was even the difference between my dad and stepdad is my dad enjoyed. <laughs> like if I did it cool, but my dad really enjoyed doing like he loved waking up at four in the morning and shoveling the snow. Yeah. If my if I saw my stepdad doing it, he definitely would give me the look of like doing it for you. Yeah. 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 yeah there was a uh, there. Was, you owed him something. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah that's off. not cool. That's not cool. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I when I look back on my, I haven't thought about thought about this in a long. Winter was a big time where there was a lot of work to do. I remember one time going out in the middle of January, having to get an ice pick out, and we would have these like we had a multi leveled home, and the ice would sometimes go from one level down to one level, and then it looks would, like he just murdered somebody. By the way, he's got one leather glove on. <laughs> he's exactly, fucking it's, it's, panicked. <laughs> I know. No, I'm working with the coal. Have I ever told you that I love you and this family dearly? And, and I had to like, I had to like. These stalactites that were like 
one foot in diameter. I had to go up with an ice pick in January. Why would we do it then? And it was like literally trying to break like, I don't know, marble or something. It was so fucking heavy. Like these winter tasks, you know, of like house maintenance in the winter. Oh, God, what a bad, oh, what a bad experience. Yeah. I did not like living in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. <laughs> I enjoyed driving you know. through it. I enjoyed driving through it when I came up. I was going to a gig it's in pretty. Minneapolis and I was, like I've said before, I didn't know it was the same one because I thought it was like, because it's not EAU. Oh, oh, I thought it was Eau Claire. Like, oh, Claire. Yeah. Oh, Claire. Oh, apostrophe. No, it's fucking. No. It's, it's founded by fucking. Yeah, it's French. These fucking no. French. Oh, Claire. Heads. You know? That's what I love about Wisconsin and Minneapolis is in the Deadwood show. They call them square heads or blockheads. Yeah. Call them blockheads. Uh, that's that's like what a Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which I have. I have a total Go to blockhead. square head. I got, I got a blockhead. There's no doubt about that. How do Norwegians talk? Well, it's a Swedish accent. It's got that, you know. We're here for me in the shorta. No, it's Jajkenikishnakanorsk. Because in Deadwood, they say, we go back to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, they, then, and then they get killed. Yeah, they do. They get marked <laughs> off. That's the whole plot point of the half the first season. <laughs> God. Uh, by the way, I finished watching the first season of The Wire this week, too. Just letting you know. For the first there. time? Yeah, I, I had not, I'd never seen it before. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I watched, watched the first How'd season. How'd you like that? Uh, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good show, oh, man. Oh, dude, can, can, I, can I say this, Crocious? Yeah, sure. Don't quit during the second season because it's the worst season of the show. It is okay. Okay, because every season's about a different part of Baltimore. Well, I was going to say because the end of the first season, McNulty becomes a harbor cop. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, the, and you realize, oh, that, well, that's because the case was broke, you know. But yet the case was—it's it, just a very smart show because they, they they kind of broke the case a little too soon, you know. There, there was political reasons for that, but that also was affected by the, sh- the cop being shot. Because three you know? is the best. Season three is the best yeah. of the whole show. Yep. They it's probably so got, great. Yeah, it's out. It's, it's not even a spoiler, but like, yeah, are some of the same characters still in the, it? Oh, they're all in is it. Is Omar here's still the way in the show? Oh, absolutely. Omar the way the good. show. Omar is Barack Obama's favorite character in the history of television. Really? Yep. That's what he says. Um, oh yeah, he loves the wire. So wow. the way the show breaks down, the first season is the gangs. The second season is the docs, like the fucking. <sighs> The third season is politics. Season four is the educational system, and season five is the newspapers. Oh, so they just they do this cross analysis. Yeah. I, I tell you what, because again, I like to think of the show that I'm writing as having the depth of that, but it's better than what I've written. <laughs> yeah. It's safe to say the wire. Well, is the guy who better. wrote it was like a uh, it was a crime reporter. Yeah, for the and, Baltimore and Sun, his shit was the for in the heat of the night that movie and TV show yeah, well, or homicide life on the street. Yeah. Which for people who I don't know, this is a fun fact. Richard Belzer's character, detective, whatever the fuck. Yeah. He has been in all three of those shows. He was in, in the heat of the night for like one. Cause that's, and then he was in the homicide life on the street. Cause I think SVU is a slight spin or he, yeah. he comes, he's introduced in SVU cause he leaves that department from huh. homicide life. Okay. On the so that, that's the connection. Yeah. Interesting. So he's one of the few TV characters that's been in like three different shows. And how is that related to the Baltimore Sun guy? Is that, uh, he cre- uh, the, oh, David Simon? David Simon created Homicide Life on the Street. Oh, okay. His first book was the source of that. Like, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. God. Yeah, it's... um. Because I remember, I think, when he created The Wire, he said he, his inspiration was like, I wanted to make something like Homicide, but 
with without a filter like without yeah because homicide yeah. was on cbs exactly it's network tv so you got to tone it down of course yeah. I, I will say you know watching it um it's if i had a knock that's a, that's a strong word something that maybe I, I had a hard time with difficult time with some of the police jargon and the street jargon i sometimes had a hard time following in in, in the first ep- first uh, season yeah that being said uh they have some very unique characters and have created a world they they've kind of show, peered into a world, you know. Hey, this is, and it's it's an interesting idea. What you're saying is this kind of multi layered approach to a city, and kind of how it how it works or how it doesn't work often. So you saw you young know? Michael B. Jordan too. Yeah, oh, Wallace. He gets he gets he gets freaking off. That's one of the he gets offed. Isn't it heart wrenching kind oh, of too? He doesn't. Oh, because he's the primary. On, he starts crying. His yeah. friends about to come on, man. Come on. Yeah. What yeah. happened to Wallace, man? What happened to Wallace? Yeah. What happened to Wallace, man? And yeah. you, what that's what's great about that season well, is... Well, Stryker Bell is a fucking well, cold-hearted Stringer's dude. Stringer, Stringer, I'm sorry, Stringer, Stringer. Bell. Sorry. sorry. Also yeah. British in real life. Yeah, he is He is uh, cold-hearted. He's a cold-hearted man. But what I like is... Am I right? Old, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old boy, the one who... That's what turns him is like when he finds out Wallace is dead. That's when he's like, all right, I'm going to drop dime now. Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. Because he tried convincing him to get out of the gang because he knew he was kind of sensitive. And he was the primary caretaker for four freaking kids as a 16 as a year old. Just, oh, it, it was a rough scene. I mean, I was just like, oh, man, it was I didn't like also that. my one of my and this is what's what that show does well is it's fucked up. But it's also entertaining is they show you Wallace's life when he wakes up and like. He gets his family all ready for school. He yeah. fucking eats cereal. But then, like, you see everybody playing in the alley, and there's, like, a dead body. Yeah. Like, there's, like, an, a murder investigation. Yeah. But they're still figuring out, like, all right, but this is our alley. Like, this yeah. is where we have fun. Yeah. Like, I just like that scene of, like, his life living in this alley, this, yeah. like, crime alley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he also, he helps his one, like, kid with her homework one time. But he obviously has a brain going on in there. It's just, like... Whatever it was. It's also good how they link the aspects because those are just the themes of the seasons, but it all conti- it's all a police procedural. Yeah. Like it's never not about the Baltimore Police Department. It's just like they figure out how to, that's like the overall tone of the show. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's like that's uh, it, like I said, season two is about the docks, and yeah. you were like, oh, McNulty becomes a sea The cop. harbor cop. Yeah. That's which, why, which I'm sure there's a whole scene down there. You know what I mean? Of like, of oh, having dude. to like manage well, things. You get into Plus, the, it's, it's crime. Organized crime is always on the docks. You get into On the, the waterfront, you know? It's yeah. all about fucking yeah. dock unions, and it's so Absolutely. fucking lame and fucking and German. It's so fucking. <laughs> But, but it is though. I mean, it, it, but it, you it, might love it. Actually. Yeah, I probably will. I probably will. You know, it's like all fucking like, <laughs> labor and shit. <laughs> shoot money and shoe boxes and shit and like fucking bartenders named Dolores. <laughs> exactly. Which that you know. And then like you know, what's interesting about seafaring cities? I say this like a city of trade versus a city of industry. City of industry, everyone talks about kind of the same thing. And they, t- they tend to be very kind of more rigid cities. You know, Detroit was a city of the auto industry, you know. I guess a- L.A., entertainment is certainly a major industry, but there's a, it's enough size. And it was, like a, a, it's like a, it was like a port city probably before that. Who, L.A.? LA or uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. I think, well, San Francisco, absolutely. San Francisco and New York, very much were cities oh, of dude, trade. Sam, my favorite so they're much about, more open. They're much more open type cities. Yeah. Like anything kind of goes. My you know? favorite thing about San Francisco is some of the early houses were just ships 
that would <laughs> run aground <laughs> and then just like, okay, yeah, we live here. Yeah. <laughs> so like a lot were just ships that there. I think there even are still a couple. I believe that, that they are. If you look, it's totally different now. But they were just like ships that were like run aground and they made them into houses. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Absolutely. But those cities tend to be much more like open kind of, and you get like dot crime and there's like women, ladies of the evening, <laughs> you know, down in the docks, <laughs> which I find, I, I just find kind of funny. But yeah, who's the witch there? I, I don't, you know. <laughs> Who knows? It's just some bitch, dude. She's dead. You know, <laughs> I guarantee you she's probably not even on the cast. You couldn't even find her on IMDb. Probably, you're probably right. Yeah, it's, it's so old. They don't even have just that. Just witch man. number one. But I am happy to be here for the weather, even though I want it to rain. Just a half an inch of what rain. What I don't like is no one even does decorations out here. Oh, it's rare. Beverly I, I, Hills does. The rich neighborhoods yeah. do in some hoods, but not even you don't even put them up in the palm trees. I get yeah. it's a fire hazard. Yeah, but throw something around, some fucking snowmen around. There's more inflatable stuff I see. Oh, it's an inflatable. Run around, put some Santa hats on all the homeless. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd have to have a lot of a lot of Santa hats <laughs> if you want to hit them all. You know, <laughs> Jesus, man, driving around the city doing the lift thing. I'm getting. I mean, it That's is going to be our charity everywhere. Santa hats for the homeless. The homeless thing. Oh, that's not that many Santa hats. That's <laughs> Get Bruce Springsteen on a on a motorized sleigh, fucking slinging fucking hats down Skid Row. This guy's obviously the bully kid, right? <laughs> yeah, he probably does male porn now. A lot of these people probably do porn. <laughs> you know who did porn was the guy who was in the toy with Richard Pryor. The kid who played in the toy from like the early eighties. Oh, like from eighty eighty one, he did he did porn. <laughs> the toy. There we go. Just beating the shit out of someone. Oh, yeah. He pounds his forearms and like scares him off. I yeah. love the little tiny gangster kid who looks like a little. He, like, he punches bets. him. <laughs> yeah. He's got a hat. <laughs> I'm going to tell my. Yeah, he does look like the bookie from Miss Maisel. <laughs> a bookie. Like, uh, you know, this makes sense. It's Indiana. It's fucking Chicago. Bookies were all over the place and stuff. Like, oh, he busted him I, up. I never was exposed to that. I was pretty square. As a young kid, probably was a good thing, dude. He fucking he's going off. I've lost my shit. Like I've never beat someone for this long. Yeah, but I've I get what he's feeling right now. Oh, like to have I sustained rage that where you're just like I'm taking it off. I popped Todd Massey one, one good one in the basement of the Crocodile <laughs> Lounge, and it was like of this situation because he he just had pissed you off so well, much. Well, here's what it was. So <laughs> do you remember that girl Ashley Huck I used to date? Yes, absolutely. I should bleep her name. Yeah, uh, she's cool. She was. Like, I like. She Ashley. used to do. Kind of, no, cool. I've still. Um, I've still. Some every now and again, she'll hit me up on Instagram. Her dog. One of her dogs died recently, and oh. she hit me up. She had two cool dogs. Yeah. Uh, the one is still going. Nixon, her little pug. Wow. It's like 15 years old. Wow. Uh, so way after we dated, she. I would always watch her dogs for her when yeah. she would go out of town. Exactly. And I remember after a stand-up stand-up show. She had hit me up like, hey, come grab the keys because I'm going back home to Colorado and I want you to watch the dogs. And she had a new apartment. Nate Simmons was living with her. (laughs) And I remember. When was this? 
like 2014. Was it 14 or 15? Okay. Something like that. Yeah, a little while ago. So I remember after the show, we were all going to like, it was, it was dog ass winter. There yeah. was like a foot of snow on the ground. Yeah. We were all set. You know how we used to carry the stages and like bust down the stand up stand up show. Absolutely. So I'm carrying the stage and yep. Todd's all hammered. Wait, let's go <laughs> Estelle's after this. We'll go Estelle's. Come on. <laughs> and I was like, No, I can't. I'm going to Ashley's to look at for a dog. But here's he didn't let me finish that. Yeah. He just, Oh, you're not over. Come on, man. You're not over. And I kept being like, no, dude, I'm watching her dogs. Yeah. You're watching your ex-girlfriend's dogs? Yeah, to me, it's a sign of maturity. You're and able I was to just do that. Like, I was like, dude, you don't know what you're I talking about that. right now. <laughs> I'd like that. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, you're hammered. But he was doing that thing where he wasn't letting, he was like, he wouldn't let me pass him. Ugh. He was like blocking me off whenever, like he wanted to have a conversation with me. Ugh. Like we need to talk about this. Like you're making a mistake, type of thing. Ugh. Like, dude, I, I and I even get what he was when trying drunk, to do. You know. I even get what, like, I'm not pining after my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. It would be a difference if I was just like, no, I'm going to Ashley's yeah. and telling her that I love her. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm going to pick up her fucking house. Yeah, key yeah, exactly. And have so her dog take a shit. Dogs. Yeah, yeah. And then so, and I was just like, dude. You need to get the fuck out of my face right now. Yeah. And he wouldn't. And five seconds later, I just fucking with my left hand because my punch hand is my right hand. Yeah. I fucking bottom of my palm. Yeah. Cracked him right here below the eye. Ooh. And it. That'll hurt. It echoed in the basement of the car. Like there was literally like, like a punch in an Junior Elvis movie. Stopka and Maggie were over there. Yeah. And they like we had to get broken up. So I pop him and he like hobbles. And I think I might have gave him another good one. Yeah. And I got him on the ground and he was trying to punch back, but he was hammered. So I so was, like, well, uh, I was yeah. holding. Here's how I knew I could have. I, I was holding his arms and my forearm was on his throat. Oh, yeah. And fucking Junior and James pulled me off of him. Yeah. And I fucking ran in the back. And we had a guest in from out of town who saw it. So yeah. like we, that was like his impression. Yeah. Of the show. And I yeah. was just like. It was just building. I told yeah. James, I go, that was, that was every fight with my dad. That was, I go, that was 15 years of anger Yeah, that I just unloaded yep. on him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, man. Hey, man, you know. And then the next day, <laughs> so I think I stayed at James's house that night. Oh, like man. I, I, we, he immediately left. We separated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Nate came up to me. And he go, oh, so this is another part. So Nate, so I still have to go to Hux to get her oh, house Exactly, key. yeah, yeah. You got, you got to do responsible yeah. things. They'll post this. So Nate Simmons is living with her. So we walk to her place. She lived in Logan Square. Nate Simmons and yourself. Yeah. From, oh, from what, up Milwaukee from Avenue? Milwaukee Avenue. Yeah, it's a hall. So we a hall. You walk can do it, to her house it's just so I could calm down and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And here's what made it worse, though. So it, it turned out to be okay, but this was almost more mortifying than getting into a fight. So the whole way up, I'm talking to Nate and I'm just like trying to explain like, dude, I'm over her. Like yeah. this has nothing to do with that. Yeah. I love these dogs are the shit. Like why yeah. would I not watch her dogs? Yeah. So then he and he was just telling me how he was like, dude, that was kind of awesome. Yeah. Like he was like, you fucking beat the shit out of him. And then he goes, he goes, dude, we all know Todd. We all love Todd. He yeah. goes, very few people are going to say that he didn't deserve this. well exactly he was I like mean, yeah yeah he goes he goes i love him to death he goes you were totally in the right in the right yeah to absolutely. do what you did absolutely 
Uh, and then I right, love Todd. But right you when get on your skin. Though. Right when we get up to Ashley's, <laughs> yeah, he goes. He was like, "All right, now go have sex with Ashley," because you just offended her, and she was standing oh, on her porch. Oh man, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was, oh, fine, and yeah. I completely walked away. I just walked away, and Nate had to like make up a reason. And then uh, I walk. I was like walking up and down her street, like uh, that fucking asshole, you son, that son of a bitch, Nate Simmons. Like, why the fuck would he do that? Yeah, he saw her. Like, why would you be a comic? We just had a yeah, whole walk yeah, yeah, where yeah. I was hyperventilating because yeah. I just punched yeah. somebody. Like, why would you make the joke then, you asshole? Yeah. And then I you walked know. back, and then Nate was like coming to get me. I guess Ashley didn't hear him say that. Okay. So to her, it just looked like I saw her and walked away. Yeah. And then that's when Nate had to be like, he just got into a fight with Todd. He's all fucking. Yeah. Weird. All emotional. Yeah. So then I went into Ashley's and I explained her the situation, leaving out the he. It was over you. I was just like, oh, Todd was drunk and I ended up punching him. Yeah. And then the next day I was at work and he texted me and he was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. And then he was like. If it makes you feel any better, I have a black eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Oh, and then he did say he was like, he was like, I won't. He was like, you were right. I, he was like, I'll leave. He was like, I won't put other people's business in my mouth anymore. Yeah. Dude, part of the reason why coming back into stand-up comedy 2.0, I didn't want to know who was dating who. I didn't want to know who was sleeping with who. I didn't want to know who was not sleeping with who. I didn't want to know who was not paying their rent. I didn't want to know who was the drunk and who was the drug addict. I didn't want to know who was... I really made an attempt because I because I remember stuff like that happening with comics all the time. I, I Absolutely. The first 12 years I did stand-up, I remember there was one guy, well, guy Sean Cole. Sean Cole, who's a, a dear friend of mine, lives in, in Oregon right now. I remember he had a... Uh, he had a kind of a freak out with Brady Novak once. This is probably 17 years ago. And he pulled a knife... He had a knife out and shit and was like, you know, you're going to try to kill me, man. I Dude, mean, you like, remember when I talked you know? off that fucking gangbanger guy? That yeah. Brian, whoever the fuck. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. That was where I felt that was. <clears throat> see, that's where I after I punched Todd. Yeah. That kind of made me realize, though, like, oh, I could defend myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Up until that, I was such a completely passive. Yeah. Yep. Te- the people, I had a bit how people used to call me a teddy bear. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was the big. Yeah, I remember most of my interactions with females. I was the dude you could like sit and snuggle with, and you felt yeah. unthreatened. Yeah, yeah, but then they, like don't, I was but they the weren't really bear. attracted to you though. So and that, but then, <laughs> I, but that was just my persona. I yeah. never got angry. Good for you. I never. I did. And it was just something about living, doing stand up, I guess, just living in that grime world where it was just like enough. Like, yeah, yeah. I no. can only put up with so much. Like, you know what it really was? It was that he wasn't letting me pass him. Yeah. Like, that's fine if you want to be in my ear about yeah. like something. But yeah, yeah, exactly. That don't stand in front of me like you're fucking protecting me from something like Ugh. I'm going to knock you out. There were so many comics I know who. Whatever I fucking joined that cult, dude, because of a comedian yeah. who joined it because his With ex fiance, said, the dude I punched, is to this day one of my best friends. Well, exactly. Like I talk to him all the time. Oh, I love Massey, of course, you know. But yeah. I can see Massey also. And you know what? Needling people and you know the right what? way. It did. He never was as annoying after that. I would yeah. say it probably had some positive impact. Yeah. Yep. And maybe you got to tone it down. No, and, I, I, but I like I that. said, that's when I kind of was like, oh, I can be a little tougher. 
Like I don't have yeah. to just let people. So when that other comic was like legit harassing people, yeah. like threatening their their body. Yeah. Uh, when did that occur again? Was that, that was like 2016 or 15. Was that a power hour? That was like a year later, like 15. That was at power hour. So it was this dude who would, he was kind of this white guy who talked hip hop, you know, oh. and he wasn't unfunny. Yeah. He would go up at Kohl's yeah. and he was that kind of guy where you thought he was like, oh, this is a overconfident guy who thinks he's funny. Yeah. But then he'd be funny and you're yeah. like, oh shit. Like yeah. Yeah. he's a little, a good open mic comedian. Yeah, exactly. But then he'd get hammered and he'd get in people's faces and he was like a tall MMA guy. So he ooh, would like, ooh, yeah. he would always start fights at the end of the night <sighs> and he would get banned from open mics. So then he started saying that it was, he was getting banned because of the things he says. So he power hour was his last. I used to let yeah. him come to power yeah. hour. Cause you know me. Yeah, exactly. You like the gutter. That's why I did well there. <laughs> And not even the gutter, but like, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm under the belief that unless you are physically causing harm to people, you should be allowed to say whatever you yeah. want on stage. Yeah. So I don't care what, like I, yep. people would come to power hour and say off the hook shit. Fine. Yeah. I'm just going to make fun of you after yeah, you get off. That's exactly. the payoff. Yeah, exactly. So I used to let him go up. Yeah. Oh, I always liked the anarchic quality of that. Mic. Yeah. Yeah. And then. He's. I heard that like Rena Calm and a bunch of people were messaging me, being like, "No, he actually like said he was gonna rape me and shit like that." Ugh. And I was like, "Okay." So he came to sign up, and I was like, Jesus. "No," and I was like, "No, you have to go, dude." Like yeah. I and unless I hit Massey, I would have never had the courage to say you can't be here. Yeah. But here's yeah. A, here's a little side research. So while everybody was messaging me, like there was a whole week where he was the talk of the scene. Yeah. We're like, the, he's here. Yeah. He got banned from here. He said this on stage and yep. got banned and tried so to punch I'm so this glad guy. I was not aware of any of that crap. It was like was Facebook groups and shit. Yeah, I'm so glad. So, so glad I wasn't aware I of remember they were like, and he talks about how he's a gangbanger. So this dude who was a delivery driver at Philly's Best, I worked with him every day. Yeah. He was a former gang member. Yeah. So I got like a profile dossier on this guy. I was like, here's his name. Can you find out? Supposedly yeah. he ran with this gang. Yeah. So I found out that he went to jail for dropping dime on a bunch of murderers who fucking murdered this 12-year-old. Kind of noble. Yeah. But still he's a rat. Yeah. So I had that in my back pocket of just finding out about this guy. And it confirmed that like, Jesus. okay, he rolls with some hard people. Like he's not just taught. Yeah. Like, yeah. He yeah. probably could cause harm to some people if he yeah, wanted to. Yeah. Jesus so I was talking, I was like, no, you got to get the fuck out of here, man. I was like, you make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your stand up. Like you got to go. Yeah. And then he was talking shit. And as he was walking away, I go, yeah, why don't you go rat on some more gang members, you fucking bitch? Yo, really? And he fucking turned around and like we got face to face. Yeah. Like I, yeah. as he was coming up, I was like, oh, he's going to come beat the shit he's, out He's going to cold cock me. And I yeah. had Tim McLaughlin was there and he was like, I held my ground. And he, he always to this day will say like, you remember when you called that guy a fucking bitch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, but yeah, I was like, you fucking rat bitch. Like yeah. I kept calling him a rat bitch. Yeah. You fucking rat bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. No, it's, I never knew that this guy was out there. Because that's the caliber of person in the stand up scene. 
Oh, yeah. It, it allows for people like that. And then and, every and now then, and again, I'd see him like sitting at bus stops and I'd be like, okay, he can murder me right now. Like, yeah. We're out in the open. <laughs> but then he, then he eventually just was he sort of out of the scene at that point? Oh, like yeah. Left? I think that was the I wow. think that because that was the last place he was allowed to do wow. stand up. So and yeah, isn't it you, some of the people you come across, you forget the stories about what had happened. Whereas I even think Philip said was like, when you're not allowed at power hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, you get the information. You know, it's there are certain people in the scene that had to be jettisoned out. You know, is that Rod Steiger with the beard? <laughs> Jesus Christ, is that Rod Steiger? I don't think so. Come on, it can't be Rod Steiger. It looks. Why like do a, you think everyone's <laughs> famous? <laughs> Because I don't know, it's kind of a big movie. Is it could be Rod Steiger? This was not a big movie. Why? It's it, I, I, Ralphie I, did nothing, and the star did nothing after this. He's like a behind-the-scenes guy. What, what, what you mean he makes money? Yeah, well, it's yeah, consistent but it, work. But you know? eventually, he was like a yeah. a one-hit wonder up until fucking John Favreau became I, friends with him. I thought that was Rod Steiger at the beginning of that one. Let me see. But yeah, I'm trying to think. Rod Steiger. <laughs> I'm gonna look up. Who was Rod it on the waterfront and in, the, in the heat of the night? And he's most mostly a director wasn't he no no he's mostly an actor he was i mean he was in dr zhivago he's very respected i've seen actor rod steiger era. in a fucking in a docu in the john favreau show he uh if you're right I'll nah, there's no myself. way i'm right there's no way i'm right he's supposed to look like rod steiger but there's no way i'm right he wouldn't have done this dude you know you gotta when your <laughs> filmography is a separate page you've fucking made it oh yeah when yeah. it's not in your wikipedia yeah, well, he's it's categorized as the stage works. Yeah, of Rod Steiger. Yeah, well, he's totally respected actor. He, he was, made a movie pretty much every year until he died. Well, he was, you know, the stories about him. He had a place over, I think, in Malibu. He unfortunately was not in a Christmas story. Yeah, that's how good. I'm in the eighties, here's Rod Steiger's eighties work. We got fucking Klondike Fever, oh. The Lucky Star, Oof. Lion of the Desert, Oof. Wolf Lake. Cattle, Annie, and Little Britches. Okay, Annie is the only one that's actually... I know of any of those. The Chosen. Uh, I think I remember that. I have a vague... The Magic vague Mountain. Room. The Naked Face. The Kindred. Oh, The Kindred. I think he did some horror movies, I think. Catch the Heat. American <laughs> Gothic. The January Man. The Summer of White Roses. Tennessee Waltz. And that's it. And then he does Men of Respect in 1990. Wow. He did no big movies. Yeah, well, he was... Uh, Fist. He did Fist oh, he did in Fist. 1978. 78, yeah, well, that was a Joe Estraus movie. period, I, period. Absolutely. S, the Federal <laughs> Investigation Services Transgatory Vibes or whatever the we, fuck. We, we, it was about the union movement with Sylvester Stallone was in that. That was his movie after Rocky. That's great. Was Fist. And, and so he was in that. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, Steiger was a respected actor, you know? I mean, he was... I guess Steiger said, though, he suffered from such crippling depression that he had a house, I think, in Malibu. He would look at the ocean. He would get up in the morning. He would just sit and look at the ocean until he went to sleep at night. He, would just, he was in Mars Attacks. It, man. He was in Shiloh, the movie version of Shiloh. I read that book in fourth grade. Yeah, the, but, but the dog doesn't die. That's good. But he was, I mean, his his big movies are like Dr. Zhivago, I think. Like back in the 60s, he made a lot of big movies. Shiloh 2, Shiloh Season. Some would say the greatest sequel in the film history. <laughs> Up there with Air Buddies. <laughs> you know, but he, uh, I guess he had crippling depression for like a year and a half. That's all he did, he said. He would just oh, get yeah, up he, and, and he look like at the was ocean. A, he was a recluse. He couldn't act. Uh, I remember uh, he talked about that. Yeah, he, he had crippling depression crippling depression 
you know, uh, which is what, what a rough life, you know, to do. Uh, but he got out of it. I, th- is I think that it's Bobcat Goldthwaite. Is that Santa Bobcat <laughs> Goldthwaite? Maybe it is. <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> I want it to be some famous. I That's going to be my new favorite thing of just like who you think people are. <laughs> he fit. This would, this is the shit that I love looking at this movie now of like, he'd be fired for kicking him down this slide. Now. You know, you well, wouldn't you know, stand for that. You fucking you kids were malleable, fucking, man. Kids were malleable. You abused my child. Oh, of course. Fucking ugh. <laughs> stupid kid. Yeah, I kicked him in his. I didn't even. I touched him with my boot. So what? Oh man, yeah, it is. Uh, I have a sketch about. Here's that. an interesting question about uh, COVID. So, mm-hmm. are you gonna wear a mask after COVID's gone? Uh, probably not. No, I'm not either. Probably my sister not. said she's going to, and uh, I'm just I mean, like, I, I'm slightly judging you for that. I mean, I, I'll I think, get over it. <laughs> But I'm slightly judging you for that. Excuse me? Only in large crowds. Like if I was to go to like Lollapalooza. No, I'm going to be so happy. Like a stadium show where there's 7,000 people or something like that. Because that's where I'm even, I'm compliant and I'm, but I don't like it. Like I'm not walking around being like, this is, this is how it should be. Yeah. Because some people like my sister, she's like, she's of the mindset. Like it's just like, oh yeah, I can't believe we used to like talk face to face with people. Oh God. Like. It's not though. It's how you interact. <laughs> yeah, I will say wear, wearing a mask. I think it's that I've I've been diligent about that. But it's not even no. a germ thing. It's just that to me is what detaches people from like when we're getting into a matrix world. When you're like, can we believe we used to stand next to people? Yeah, I know. <laughs> how archaic standing face to face with somebody. And I know. Yeah. How yeah. disgusting it is to stand next to somebody. Ugh. I know. And now it, it, you, you, the like, computer all has right, just like, just fucking yeah. build your pot already. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and what a what a vain attempt in this city to do that when there's just fucking millions of people. You're trying to do that. You know, it's yeah, a, it's impossible. Well, and that's the thing. My sister lives in the dog suburbs. So like yeah. her chances of actually interact, she probably can go without wearing one because she's yeah. seldom around enough people. Yep. But. To live in a city and be like, yeah, even after the pandemic, I'm going to like, you're going to be wearing that puppy all the time then. Well, yeah, I'm going to be wearing it until the vaccine is proven even to work the Japanese, with minimal side effects. Even the Japanese only wear it when they're the, sick uh, or Hong when Kong. someone in their home is sick. Yeah. Well, I think you also wear it when. Uh, now, again, I'm not going to I'm not going to judge people that do. But that's that's going to be the one. You know how you have little cultural things that you're just like. All right, I'm gonna have to get over this. Like, yeah. I'm gonna have to not make fun of this. Like, yeah. it's it's gonna take me effort to not make fun of this, but I'll get there. Yeah, it's interesting that people are worried about that. That their vanity. You're covering my face, my vanity. <gasps> oh, no, I, I listen. I wore the mask. I need to wear the mask. It has worked for me. I've tested negative five times. So I think that, that that's. Oh no! But my whole I'm doing this, something. This right. is all post COVID. Like when uh, when the yeah. when the vaccine when the disease. Three years from now, when it's eradicated, well, it's not going to be eradicated. But I think I'm it's saying, be a like, feature like the flu. Three or four years from now, when it's managed, when they actually have a vaccine, are you gonna, and you see someone wearing a mask, are you going to be like, "What this fucking guy?" I have no idea. Get this I, fucking I, mask. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'll think of that. I'll probably be dead. Because even before COVID, <laughs> so. before COVID, when I would go to Koreatown and I would see people wearing a mask, I would j- jokingly be like, "You know, we're not there." <laughs> like. <laughs> 
They do that here. We I mean, don't that, have the, an Asian We don't have thing. the pollution China does. You yeah. can take the mask off. Yeah, but <laughs> but that's one I knew. I used to think masks were all pollution. I didn't know it was like oh, for illness they too. do it for illness. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I'm sure the flu transfers a lot to people. So I think it'll be the flu and you'll have to get a flu shot and a COVID shot from now on. Well, once the vaccine is truly implemented, which I think they're going to start doing by the end of this month. But yeah, my sister posted a meme of like, raise your hand if you're going to keep wearing a mask after you don't have to. And I was just like, all right. God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Some people will. You know, it's just like the fact that I, that even became an issue. It's just like it's it's such awful politics that Trump put out there. You yeah. Know? Just like. You mean you're wearing a mask, you fucking pussy? What are you, a fucking well, pussy or something wearing a mask? No, I actually don't want to get this thing and potentially That's die, how selfish I am, though, because I'm following the rules. So I have a mask. So when I see people that aren't, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm yeah. wearing a mask. Yeah. Like, you're you're an asshole, but like... I've seen a couple folks not Go ahead and be an asshole. The majority like, of the city fine. are wearing a mask. Yeah. But every once in a while I see someone not, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Every time I've seen someone, it's they you can see on their face that they genuinely forgot and they have a panicked like, yep. Yep. like you see them put their shirt going up all the time. Yep. I forgot one time when I went to the liquor store. I went and I was like, I forgot. Sounds like my the lyrics mask. to a, a ska song. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> when I was going to a liquor store. My COVID mask. Would that be? <laughs> what would be the name of the lead vocalist of that of that ska band? What's it? Ska bands had the worst names. I might add. Lars Dixonson. You know, <laughs> it would be kind of semi-Jamaican, somewhat formal, but not really. Yeah. You know? So yeah, his skanking name with it. Uh, it was, or like, it was an Australian. Or you thing. have like uh, the no effects guy's name is Fat Mike, and he's not fat. <laughs> what about? Uh, wasn't Mighty Mighty Boss Tones? Were, were, I think they, they have normal band? names. Yeah, but they have normal names. Yeah, in the 80s, there was a ska thing. The specials, I look at them as being like a ska band. Well, yeah, there's waves. There's also bad manners. <laughs> third wave is the last wave. You know. That's like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and shit like that. Yeah. And Streetlight <laughs> Manifesto and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, Scott's Big D bad. in the kids' table. Scott is not bad, sir. Uh, I don't know. Not I, bad. I have issues with that. You like two kinds of music, first of all. <laughs> you like metal and fucking garage rock. That's it. Hey, listen, I'm a big, I used to and be you a big like reggae fan. And you like hip-hop. I like old school hip-hop. But course. like, so you like... You like everything from the 80s and early 90s that's not hair metal. <laughs> I can't stand the hair metal. I just hated it so much. Because I could even like, do you like Ben Folds? <laughs> See, how can you not like Ben Folds? That's I, I good. Because it doesn't have a meta. No, no, it's not that, dude. It's not that. It's you know. Is it too sissy for there's you? There's so many bands of that era that I just could not stand that were popular. Like, like you know what I was thinking today? Like it was so bad funny. Jam bands. It and was shit, so you know? funny. I was thinking a song, and I'm not. I was in my head, and I was just like. Crocious definitely hates the spin doctors. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> could you could you ever wonder? Now go ahead now. Did you did you ever think Crocious, about it? Now baby, have this you is wondered? Gonna take me down when so I was a kid. Fucking bad. When I was a kid. So I, fucking bad. I had that on cassette. Ugh, Got so a pocket full of. Uh, they were terrible. They were terrible. Here's what I'm gonna do. They, they were in the again. There was that whole kind of like they they to me although they weren't a typical they were like a, a, a cra- like cracker cracker was the better. I got version. a pocket full of <laughs> kryptonite. <laughs> the, like they, the they were like 
they were like a bad cracker. <laughs> cracker was in the same camp as them. Dude, you know? before you so, came here, you know what I had planned? What? I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 Who sang that horrible song of that? Do you era like Candlebox? No, I don't. I don't, I don't like. Who was the band that sang? You gotta keep them separated. Hey, hey, That's the Offspring. I, I did not like the Offspring. They were bad. Too. What about Weezer? Weezer, I like. Weezer, I like. Actually, okay. Weezer's pretty good. I like Weezer. They're, they're pretty good. Guys. Yeah, Weezer's good. Weezer's good. I'm a Weezer fan, but I'm a bit of a snob in certain ways of the don't era of music. Get up! You gotta give what you give. You probably <laughs> like it what you give. You know, I like Triumph a lot. <laughs> no, the I'm insult too. comic dog. No, you know, <laughs> the band Triumph. You're young now, you're wild now, and free. Is that how it goes? Something like that? Maybe not. But I've, I'll be listening to music, and very often I'll be like, Crocious definitely hates this. Of course, Like, man. do you know who I love that you probably hate? Eddie Money Rules, dude. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I tell you what. There's a few songs of his that are actually okay. Ed, don't worry. Baby, hold on to me. Baby, hold on. The bass yeah, line from yeah. Baby, hold on is epic dude yeah it's that's okay but it's like for the most part she was shaking whoa don't worry her fingers oh bad don't worry bad. the eddie money song don't worry also that's my fucking dream my next album cover i'm gonna Ugh. recreate the eddie money album cover why where, do you guys think this smoking, is like funny and he's good. got the long duster and he's smoking the cigarette with his yeah. fucking epic yeah. hair yeah, and he's looking yeah, yeah oh yeah dude i'm recreating that yeah it's you, well, but, why? Is it a big ironic goof? Do you look at how he thinks he's all sexy, but he's not? No, it's not. Look how he thinks he's. It's like look how this should be. This is hilarious. Like look how seriously he's taking himself. It. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm yeah, okay. lampooning it. Good. Like that's why it would be a well, comedy of course, album. You know, it's like <laughs> James Webb got Take so mad. Take me home tonight. So James, like he's either. watching the show. Hello, Good. James. Hey, James, what's up? Uh, he makes, you some money? he makes stand-up albums covers. He made my stand-up album cover. Yeah. He does the art for everybody. Now he was doing Joe Kill Gallons <laughs> and he spent all this time making all these different like <laughs> we could do this, we could do that, we could do this. And Joe was just like, I want a picture of me, but the Bleach Nirvana album cover. You know how it's like <laughs> Yeah, it's negative. It's the it's negative. A negative. Yeah, exactly. And yes. James was fucking pissed of just like a, that he had spent all the work, but he was like, I hate when people just want to rip off a band's fucking album. Like, <laughs> I, I have so much original art that I can do, and there are so many different things we can do, and he just yeah. wants to do a boring-ass fucking Nirvana mock. You know? <laughs> so they compromised where he, he wanted that to be the album cover. James wouldn't do the negative. It's the same border. Okay. And it's a picture of Joe, and it says Joe Kilgallen, whatever, below it. <laughs> and then the inside art is all of James's covers and stuff that's but cool. i remember james being like oh he just wants to do a boring ass fucking <laughs> mock of a nirvana album i remember laughing i was that's just like hilarious. that's such a graphic artist thing to be upset Absolutely. about you know it's like, like you're he's you're hey, dealing with comedians because you're telling working him, with but i go james he's paying you hundreds of dollars to do something so simple yeah. like i would be extremely ecstatic yeah <laughs> if somebody's Yeah. 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 Oh, he did it. He wasn't upset, but I remember yeah. privately he was just like, oh, it's so boring. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what you do, you know, when you're uh, figuring out your album cover, man. But yeah, so we were talking about uh, uh, this movie. Again, I don't know, who's, is this the end? 
Is it Christmas no. Day now? I mean, it's getting this, there. This, this thing goes on forever, doesn't it's it? It's on for 20 more minutes. Okay, okay. 20 more minutes. Never saw it. What I liked of this era, like my childhood Christmas that I yeah. look forward to, the what I look forward to, all the claymation ones, oh, all those the, claymation, the Rankin with, and whatever bass, and the whole like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, yeah. Mister Freeze and the Heat Dude, Miser. I liked all of my those. My best friend's mom liked those, and I used to kind of make fun of her. Oh, I loved them when I was a kid. I loved them, but they made fun of me all the time. So I was always glad when I had one thing. <laughs> I mean, I was six years old for crying. She out liked loud. Elvis and those lame ass fucking <laughs> Elvis is good. Christmas. Elvis sucks. Elvis is fucking fun. Fucking uh, every American, just as every Muslim should go to Mecca. Minds is every the, American should go to Graceland. Suspicious Minds is the only good Elvis song. I'm going on trap. That's when he was making albums just in his house. Because I love you too much, baby. He paid the highest amount of taxes one year. That's how much money he made one year, like in the 60s. So at least he was paying them. You know, I got to pay my taxes, you know. But, but you know <laughs> what? The vibe of it, because it's Midwest, this like even into the 90s, this is how your living room was cluttered, yeah. colorful, yeah. fake plants in the windows, even though they don't need to be in the windows. Uh, Christmas was a fun day. Oh, it was Christmas great. was great. Absolutely. And fun I had day. divorced parents like I was talking about yeah. with Kevin Hogan. Like I got two shit. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas Eve was with my mom. Yep. And they would give. I remember one year. I didn't. When PS2 came out, uh, I wanted a PlayStation 2 so bad. Um, and I, I got my mom on Christmas Eve. Two of the gifts were <laughs> she got me Grand Theft Auto 3 and a SmackDown game. And she just goes, Oh, yeah, tomorrow you're getting the PlayStation at your dad's. Act surprised. Oh, she. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, she, it was just oh. she had to do it reverse because yep. yep. she had bought the games. Exactly. First. And then my the whole other side of my family pitched in the five hundred dollars. Wow. It was like the only thing I got for Christmas. But it was like st- it's one of your be- best Christmases yeah. ever, though, right? I That's mean. another thing too, because a lot of people think I like because when like I said, when we turned eighteen, presents kind of stopped. Oh, absolutely. We get money. Like my aunt will probably send me some fucking money. That's nice. Like my other aunt, joking, she gives us lottery tickets. <laughs> it's mostly cash though. Yeah. When you turn eighteen, they give you cash so you yeah. could buy what you want. Yep. And even when they were giving us presents, there was a price limit. Yeah. Like, you give us a list, and we're maybe going to get one or two things. Yep. So make sure, like, you put to the top the things you really want. Yeah. And you never really, even if you put something expensive, you were never expecting it. Yep. And it was, the, like, I knew if I get this PlayStation, like, I remember, I think I even told them, like, I'm perfectly fine with this being the only thing I get. Yeah. Like all, and I had to, I had to grease them all year. Yeah. Like I was bothering them all year about winning this PlayStation. <laughs> well, but they came to get, they came through for you. Yep. You know, and they then, came through for you. And That's then a good I remember thing. one the story's got a happy ending. When the Power Rangers were hot, I wanted yeah. a bunch of Power Rangers. I was like Power Rangers. Like uniforms shit, and shit, you know? The action figures. Oh, okay. Like get me Power Rangers. What toys. year would that have been? Like 95? 93. 93, 94. 93. Okay. Okay. Um, God. But I remember every, and I, this is how non-confrontational i was i got four red rangers four different people bought me power ranger action figures and i think they none of them coordinated Uh, they could have got me the whole set yeah they could have got me all the colors exactly but i remember i didn't complain i just fucking i kept one i kept two one for a backup one to play with and then i remember i gave one away quietly yeah and then I was trying Quietly. to trade one. My friend, <laughs> I didn't want him to find out that my I was trading. had a Black Ranger that oh, I so think I was trying to trade. Um, but I don't. But I remember I didn't say anything. Yeah. And I think even 
I was unwrapping them and they were noticing like, oh, you got the same ones. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'll figure out a way. Good, good and then for eventually you. I got a Green Ranger, which I still have at my mom's house. <laughs> I got the Dragon Zord. I have a piece of the Green Ranger shield here in this closet. <laughs> yeah, the Power Rangers were a big thing of your childhood, of oh, your generation's huge. childhood. Huge. Absolutely. Power Rangers. Uh, and that's the, when I was really old. Too. Crow, my earliest, besides like Mike Ditka getting fired and shit, a lot of my earliest television excitement was... Not even excitement, but Power Rangers and the OJ trial. Yeah, were like the same era for me. I think the Power Rangers were to you what Ultraman was to me. Yeah, probably because I used to genuinely be excited to watch Ultraman, but I used to have nightmares, and my mom wanted to blame it on uh, uh, on me watching Ultraman. That's and, lame. and you know something? And the it, Japanese and their crazy TV. Yeah, what it really was is I have a brother who's actually uh, trying to murder me. I don't know if you're aware of this, mom. You might be uh, out of touch. But there's an older beast over here who's suffocating me uh, repeatedly at the ages of three, four, and five. He's doing it all the time. And one of these days, it might work. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> you anyway. want to lean into a break here? Yeah, sure, Are you man. feeling it? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, so we're, break. We're, we're probably going to lean out of the Christmas movie. We'll be yep. done. We're going to, the next segment, I think we're going to watch a romance, a romance comedy. We're, we're trying to do a segment here because, uh, and I suggested it this week of, uh, We've watched rom- a couple rom-coms the past two weeks. Boys and Girls. Yeah. And then we also, what did we watch the week before that? I can't recall off the top of my head, but it was another rom-com. I think I told you about Boys and Girls. It was, it was a Catherine Heigl that. movie, I think we oh, were watching. Oh, uh, 27 Dresses. Yeah. Oh, God. God, I hated that ending. God, I hated that Oh, were there at 27 Brides Women are fucking smarter than that, okay? They just are. They just, we're going to have this movie where she's a bridesmaid, but never a bride. And she makes the nice dresses, but then it really all works out. No, women are fucking cooler than that. Okay. They just are. They like you too. They're fans of Jesus Jones. (laughs) Right. Watching the world break up. Dude, this is a Christmas. We could end on this Christmas memory. Just imagine a young Keith Pazel with his sister riding in his uncle's gold 1993 Toyota Camry with a big brick phone in the middle of the yep. fucking seat and then you're driving to the city yeah. and he puts in a CD and his CD car player and you're like Jesus Christ are you rich yeah and just that Jesus Jones cracks on that is a he's got that smoky white guy voice that that is that movie is the Cold War is truly over. I was alive and I waited. <laughs> and then he took us to Buckingham Fountain because they used to light up yep. Buckingham Fountain exactly. for Christmas. So Absolutely. we would walk around that whole park, whatever. It's kind fucking of a fun park little Buckingham thing to do Fountain as a kid. Is. Did you like it? Yeah. Oh no. And we yeah. would, he would take us window shopping. Yep. It, you go to like Marshall Fields and stuff. It was one of those things where we would he would do it every year, and then when we got older, he kind of we would keep expecting it, and he was just like, you know, you guys are not kids anymore. <laughs> like I'm not I remember I browbeat him into taking me to Batman Forever at the theaters <laughs> the second one the third one. Oh, the third one I, I saw, saw the, returns in theaters too I, I, I I've saw, seen I every Batman the, movie in theaters except and I even think I saw the first one because the third they, one's because they took me as a baby to a double feature Beetlejuice and Batman like a, Joel I don't Shit remember Maker it. directs it it's so fucking see but bad. here's what you have to know Crow that you were an adult man watching those movies yes seven-year-old Keith Pazel yeah loved Batman Forever. Oh, I'm sure. Dude, I, Jim I Carrey wa- is the Riddler. Yeah, I was all over that. Yeah, was Carrey one of the? F- was he like the first true comedic actor when you were a kid? No, Chris Farley. Oh, that really burst. Oh, okay, okay. Chris Farley was the guy who really Chris made an Farley impression. Chris Farley and Jim Carrey. 
with the two that really Those made were an impression. The two guys. For me, it was Belushi. Belushi and Steve Martin. Fucking Yahoo Steve serious. Martin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the '80s, it got weird. You know, what a bad time to be a teenager. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Well, second half, we're gonna do a rom com. But I don't know what the rom com is. Keith is gonna surprise me because I have a feeling I'm gonna have a pretty visceral response to it. So, yeah. So stay tuned. Please. All right, stay tuned, baby. We're gonna be back on the other side of a break here. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get spring break styles for the entire family. Tees and tanks for just $5 and thousands of other amazing styles all on sale. Run to Old Navy. There are moments that define who we are, what we stand for, and where we're going. Made with pride, crafted with passion. Jeep Cherokee, find love again, right on the Gulf Coast. Beau Rivage, a feeling like no other. To succeed in our ever-changing, busy world, you've got to create your own brilliant website. Wix makes it simple. Create your website today. It's easy and it's free. Every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Imagine waking up to the enticing aroma of bacon, sausage, fluffy eggs, and a whiff of delectable hash browns. Stop imagining. Get to McDonald's with a deluxe breakfast platter because nobody has ever woken up to the fresh smell of cereal. And sappy. You know, it's just bad. Are you ready to... Relationships don't work. Well, hello, oh, my life is not good. All right, we're back. I held the fade in. Ooh, well I got done. the M and Miramax head. Well done. Exactly. So we got the second half. Uh, I don't know if it'll be every second half. Sometimes we might start off with it. But I had so much fun showing Crocious romantic comedies and his clear hatred of yeah. their sheer. Not, they're not based in reality and you seem to not be having it. I don't like that. Yeah, but I don't like, like no it. movies real. I know they're all fake. I know they're all stupid. Yeah. But don't pawn itself Quentin off Tarantino of good art. killed Hitler <laughs> in yes, a movie. Yes. But, but my point is, is it's just, uh, it's, I, I think it's distorted. I think yeah. it's just distorted. I think it gives distorted messages. <laughs> well, I think it's like the Walt Disney thing <laughs> where know? he, that's just trying to make the best of a bad situation. It's just, you know, when you're in a romance and you like someone. Where does that voice like come you? from? It's just, so where does that voice come from? <laughs> it comes from, is that I'm what you so, hear when you see the movies? God, you know, my, it's, I, I feel like it's very naive. Every movie, every movie preview has this guy. It's got the deep voice guy. No, That'd be hilarious if they use the that voice for the subconscious of the people who are watching it. You know, I relate to this because I had the same situation yeah, but the, happen to me. But yeah. the star of every romantic comedy is like a manly alpha guy. So it should no, be, it should be more you, of a, No, it's it, Freddie Prince. Freddie Prince isn't a sissy. <laughs> like fucking. But he plays a nerd. He goes against type. No, oh, but he's Boys stretching and Girls out. is Fuck, the one movie. master of your craft. Boys and Girls is the one movie where he plays the nerd. That's so the whole idea of it. And bad. she's all that. He's a jock who fucking treats people like shit. Well, yeah, your caliber, I don't know, again, it's a different sense. But here's the thing, though. What you, I would consider a rom-com of my era. But here's where you're also under, you, I think, wrongly assume that everyone in my generation thought these were, like, <laughs> the most, like, oh, my God, this is our godfather. Like, I know, like, I know. I know no, <laughs> no movie that came out was 
like Toy Story <laughs> I, I, was yeah, big when I was a kid. Listen, like I don't think that. I don't so think when were... this movie came out, it's not like we were like, oh my god, this is love. Like, we were watching it reacting like you are. It just didn't make us angry. We were like, isn't this fun? Well, it's a waste of fucking sight. Do some better film. It bums me out that there's a market for this. No, we thought it this was good me. stuff. The movie American Pie is amazing. Yeah. Well, th- th- that... But no, those movies, no, absolutely there's a market for that. Of course there's a market for And again, these that. are pe- the, like rant, people go on these rants and then they'll be like, fucking Animal House, bro, is the most classic fucking book. It's the yeah, same yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just this, they don't fucking smash mashed potatoes on boobs in this movie. I, 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 you know, once again, your THC is taking over your brain right now. No, <laughs> this movie is as stupid as Animal House. Animal House is a retarded okay, movie. okay. Turn it on. Let's watch it. <laughs> Let's watch it. I think I've been primed well enough. So this movie achieves one of my biggest dreams, Crow, and that is the musical opening. The th- opening breaks down everything. Let me also start out by saying this carries on a long mid-90s, early 2000s tradition of making Shakespeare plays into teen movies. Oh, God. So this is Midsummer Night's Dream made into a movie. Yeah, in the oh. movie. And Martin Short plays the theater director. Oh, God. You don't like Martin Short? Martin Short's good. Even then, there's really something about the first girl you play doctor with. Maybe it's cosmic or something, or perhaps it's just that she's seen your package and didn't run away screaming. Right. Whatever it was, your Alice and package. I were made for each other. Yeah, it's a PG-13 a movie. Fit. There's actually a moment in the movie where Colin Hanks says dick, and they put stick over it. But you see his mouth say the D. Okay. So when her family moved away, I, I knew that someday, somehow, fate would bring us back together. And it does. Burke. Burke Landers. It's me, Allison. Allison McAllister? The entire why would the entire lunchroom stop? Cause she fucking just like said his name. I'm sure it's not a big, that is outlandish, but I'm sure a couple people would be like, why is this random bitch just walking up? Burke? Of all the lunchrooms the entire the lunchroom stops. the world, that day she walked into mine. It was the go. perfect romance. I was dating the most beautiful girl in school. And the cool part, we still played doctor. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Man. For the first time in my life, I was in love. And I knew it would last forever. So you think, right? Boy, was I a dumbass. We need to talk. 16 months. That's a long time for high school, Crow. That's it's a um, long time for me. <laughs> you know? What do you mean? You That's fucking... Life. Yeah. You, even the really great things run their course eventually, Right. This cat, that's, this is the young Ben Foster. He plays like serious ass roles now. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was an alpha dog. He plays a fucking. He was also in a, what was the, uh, the movie with uh, Wahlberg with their, 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 uh, their Navy Navy SEALs in Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh, he's all, yeah. He plays neo-Nazis and shit. This is all, he was in a Disney channel show called fucking flash forward. The feeling. You know what she's about to do, bro. Yeah. That's why I want to listen to it. I'm hooked now. It's kind of gone. Yeah, here we go. Now I, now I get it. <laughs> okay, this is a little goofy. 
All right. So (laughs) I'm going to make a movie where this happens. So she just broke up with him. He's got a box of things. She's given him a box of things. She prepped. She prepped. Yeah. I gave him back a box of things. I gave a box of things before. I think I might still have fucking relationship mementos fucking knocking about somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I should I, do that cleaning. I, I, I have a. So uh, check this out, Crow. Do you know what a synchronized dance is? Yes, I know what a synchronized. I think dance we covered is. that a little bit and fucking. So they're playing a song, right? So Captain and Tennille, love. Well, Wolverine. it's sung by High C, the the pop star, Vitamin C. She's, She's there. Like fucking... She's gonna follow him while he's fucking. And then people in the neighborhood it's called get, get over it. Is people, the name of this movie? Yeah, the people in the neighborhood. Kirsten Dunst. Look at this cast. We'll listen to that. We're definitely getting fucking copyright strikes, but I don't care. Uh, how old was Ben Foster? He must have been like eighteen, man. No, twenties or like early twenties. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Cisco's in this movie. Thong songs. Is Cisco. Keep wow. us together. This Other people movie. look at the gardeners getting involved. Come I want to do. I had a, I've had a dream to make a zombie movie where at some point the horde of zombies breaks off into a dance. But, Preferably like, to fucking Lido Shuffle by Boz Skaggs. <laughs> that would be good. You can do that. Zoe fucking Zal- She's in this, man? And Zoe Zaladan? She's, she's yeah. No, I mean, she's... This is a fucking... Carmen Electra? This is a cast. Carmen Electra's in this movie for like 20 seconds. I can tell you this much. Uh, they've always broke up with me. They've always broken yeah. up with me. And they you never had a fucking full-on band fucking sing a diddle. Did he? No. Look at the... You know that mailman's getting involved. Ugh. This is... It's amazing, right? I, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I just but, don't. like, what's to no, get? No, no. I'm not sorry about no. it. No. Its sensibilities are, are grating on me. You know? It's but just what's like, to get? It's just like... Oh, like, he doesn't... I can just turn it off. You know? No, it's the idea of like, look how happy everyone else is while he's sad. Like, there's a goddamn band playing behind him, and he's at his lowest. It's ham-handed. Well, yeah, it's ham-handed. It makes money. Ham makes money. People like ham. You don't eat ham? Not Louise Rosner. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't like ham. <laughs> Can tell you that much. I mean, I will say. Also, Cisco probably choreographed all the dances in this. They, they, when they break up with you, that's how they always do with me. Look at all these. You didn't know that this town had this much shit. I had a lot of anger about that. I've had anger. You know why you were angry? Because you never had a band behind you while you were sad. No. Uh, You know, maybe that sadness, I always felt numbness. Like it was nothing for two weeks. And then I had certain anger. I had a certain anger to it. Yeah, there you go. You know? He's trying to figure this one out. Got that box there. Colin Hanks is in this movie. Ed Bagley Jr. He's the man. I love him. His parents host a love show. Simultaneously allowing for face-to-face intimacy. Coolio knows what we're talking about. What do you think? You want to take her for a cool? Oh my God! You don't like Coolio? This cast. Coolio's deep fine, but my point Bro, is, bro, we're finally watching no, a movie no, where everyone's no, that, famous. That reaction was not that I didn't I'm like him. I'm making a joke. It, Can it I is, make jokes? No. What I'm saying is, I want to explain myself with Coolio. Okay. He was literally grasping for straws. He was still grasp like he still had relevance. He was in grasping the world. for money. Exactly. You know. We're oh. finally watching a movie where everyone's famous, <laughs> and you don't like it. Share, Frank. You don't have to say. Who, who, who's the wife? She. What's the story, dude? Little snap. Uh, she is. 
in a couple yeah. Adam Sandler movies, I think. She's in Bubble Boy. Have you ever seen Bubble Boy with fucking Jake Gyllenhaal? No. She's the mom in Bubble Boy. Not Boy Under the Plastic, in the Plastic Bubble, the John Travolta from no, the 70s. No, it's making fun of that movie. You have to, that movie blew me away. <laughs> it's a boy in a plastic bubble. <laughs> Here's where it got, what got annoying, though, is around the Bubble Boy time, at some point, Everybody, every movie they tried to hammer in a romantic angle to it. So at some point, every comedy became a romantic comedy. Even old yeah, old yeah. school has like oh, yeah. the relationship angle to it. Absolutely. Who's that black dude with the blonde hair? That's Cisco. Oh yeah. He sang the thong song. He probably every every dance move you see is probably choreographed by Kirsten Dunst. You know, she was she was. You know, this is one of her first like. By herself, I'm not that girl from the vampire movie. Race. You have Mila Kunis from <laughs> oh that '70s show. Lord, she is. Uh, she's young. Uh, what year was this? <laughs> I want to focus that. Uh, that's a, cl- a drop right there. What? She's young. No, no. I, yeah, I felt like I know. I was just like I feel like a creep saying like she's beautiful because she's like 16. Oh, that's you know? great. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, but what year did this come out? 2001. You told me 2001. Oh one. Oh one. This is pre 9/11. Wow. The wow. world hadn't changed yet. Wow. I was working at the city at this time. Like, I had a career going on. Yeah. And I didn't even realize what was going on. I mean, like, I tell you what, my, my life changed dramatically when I got the career going. When, when I got that going, there were certain things I couldn't do like I used to. I couldn't watch the latest, uh, you know, romantic comedy. You know, I couldn't, it just didn't happen. I watched a movie on occasion, but it wasn't that, it wasn't that often. The whole idea of like going out on the open night, which I used to love. I used to love, remember the Friday night opening night of a, the opening weekend of a, of a, of a hit movie? It was so exciting. Man, that, that, that went away over 20 years ago for me, probably. I think the last time I had that feeling was when I saw Phantom Menace. And what a disappointment. What an absolute disappointment. Oh, yeah, it's not good. You got to understand, from my childhood, that was like, that was the, ch- I mean, I had thought about that. I had pined for that for 16 years. <laughs> that, that, that's my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for, your, for you guys, okay? Or, or is that too old for you? No, that was a big hit yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. Kids. I mean, that, that was like, and then I don't what quite a, remember when. I was alive when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, but like I don't remember watching trailers for it or anything. I remember it being on TV, and I do remember Secret of the Ooze, which came out in '92. (laughs) '92 really is the beginning of like your movie consciousness and awareness. A lot of consciousness for me. Yeah, interesting. Just like remembering most of my shit. I don't remember a lot before '92. Yeah, no, for me, 1977 was that year. 77, when I was eight years old, is when I actually began this to really became aware. This movie made $19 million dollars at the box office. Ooh, not, not a hit. Well, let's see how much it cost. I got it. I probably made a profit, barely. <laughs> um, God, I would feel weird acting in this. Dancing? No, just acting. <laughs> What's Oh, because she's out enjoying the time. Oh, and then he sees her at the club? Yeah. Oh, that's his ex-girlfriend? She's all out broken But up. she's out like finding. Also, okay. do you know Midsummer Night's Dream? The plot to that? Uh, you, I actually do not. I don't. I, they explain don't. it through it, but it's that. So if you, if people watching know that, that's what it is. So yeah, she's out on the town. They're out at a very adult kids club. You know those? Uh, how does... <laughs> those organized clubs that they let children into? <laughs> you know, this is what it is when you go out to the... The I closest can... we had to this, I think, did I tell you about the salt mine? In, in, your, in your suburb? It was the church that on Fridays turned their basement into a club, really to lure children to the church. <laughs> But they didn't know the type of grime they were dealing with. Yeah. We just fucking smoked Newport cigarettes and fucking 
<laughs> smoking made Newports. out in the bathrooms. That is, man, that's a good. WT but even that, even man. that was a church. Like they, it wasn't official. It was a yeah. church basement. Like, yeah. and there was a DJ in the corner. Well, I mean, we, I didn't have that when I was in high school, but I remember when I went to the big city, when I went to Madison, Madison had a few bars that were dance clubs. There were like five or six dance club bars in Madison. That was my foray into the dance bar, you know, uh, doing that. The Cardinal Bar was a very dark bar. It's where I first heard Nine Inch Nails, you know, and like ministry and shit, you know, like in the late 80s. So oh. this dude who this is new he a pop star that he was in like England. So and now he's at the high school and he's getting on Ben Foster's girl. Oh, but they have to add this in the story. Oh. Well, that's why he's so his name. That's why he. It's like his backstory. Oh. Oh, and that's that Zoe woman, right? Yeah, that's Zoe. That's Zoe Zeldana. who's huge. Yeah, it's amazing. This does like, have a cast. Yeah, you know, does have a cast. Is this Rod Steiger probably is in this movie. <laughs> I think he might have been dead by this time. <laughs> yeah, but look at the hair. It's amazing how the hair matters, like how they, you know, they do it up. Well, I mean, at the she's time, that freaking... was the popular hairdo. Oh, yeah, but, but the point is, oh, she's this is like, great. You aren't impressed. This is my holding the stereo above the head. Uh, Take off your party dress. Is he loaded? Yeah. He's loaded. Oh, I can't believe you The dogs are barking. Did you ever do this? Have you ever gotten too drunk and went to an ex's house and like? Uh, I did a couple dumb things drunk, but not something this obvious or bad. Uh, one time there was a woman early in the relationship. Um, you know, we had a couple dates. Seemed to be getting along okay, and it was Pride weekend, and I got just low. I was like, and I was like 33, 33 or thirty four years old. And I was doing bong hits and shit, and I was so fucked this up. This movie. So fucked up. Did not make back its budget. No. It cost $22 million. And it oh, is that Harlan Williams? Or, no, or is that David Duchovny? Or a, fucking... Oh, it's Martin Short. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. Him playing. Is he, he's the theater teacher? Oh, he's great. Short making a career, oh my God, man. How did you get this number? <laughs> Still throwing a hat in the ring. He's great in this. Well, I mean, this is. I mean, these are. They knew this was like the talent. You know what I mean? Like they knew this was future yeah. talent coming up. So he's gonna join the play to get old girl back, the redhead. And this is Colin Hanks. He's just like, let's play basketball. And yeah, I'm gonna be in King, King Kong in four years. Yeah, I got my dad's lips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's gotta suck. Nah, just a mild annoyance. Working your way up. Working your way up the Hollywood chain. <laughs> yeah, having being being a legacy, getting getting an opportunity, but having to still work for it. That over the one shoulder backpack. Oh yeah, was the shit yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, no. If no. you went two straps, you were adored. Look at the do rags. <laughs> Look, I mean, look this is another thing too. The conversation during basketball, yeah, like they square up and talk. It's it's trying to appeal to an urban. You audience. just got to let her get over you, man. Like while he's crossing you God. up, he's giving you advice. Jesus, I I, I would be great. afraid to play basketball right now. My back is so bad. I wouldn't be. I would be barely able to run. That's why you're golfing. Yeah, well, I can't. I had to stop golfing for three weeks because of my back, man. I had to do it, and it's not. It's getting better, but it's not quite there. Ooh, yet. Oh. He was. I, I got I got a good got chest nosed. pass in the nuts a few times. In the nuts a few times. Like I mean, 14, 15 years old, on the ground, writhing in pain. Twice, twice having that happen. I, that, you know, when, when, when did you get hit in the nuts ever, Keith? When would you remember when you really got hit in the nuts hard? <laughs> you know. Um, I'm trying to think. The reason I laughed because I thought of a funny situation with a friend. Um, I'm trying to think of a hardcore nut situation. 
Does she think his nose is bad because... Oh, she's no, like, she knows what happened. She was in the gym and she, he oh. was staring at her. That's why he got hit with the ball because he was staring at her. Oh, God. And I hate doing stuff like that. Yeah. I've done that before. So she's oh, she's saying, like, what the fuck? Like, I just can't... I, I just... I'm different, sorry. you know? I mean... It, she's basically saying why she broke like up with him. He's not like other guys our age. You know, he's, he's sophisticated and... and uh. We're even going to try out for for the, the spring. See, in Midsummer Night's Dream, it's because... Like the one dude she's really in love with is poor and she has to be with the rich guy. Well, so yeah. that's why in this they make him like a British pop star because you can't make it a literal translation. So she's saying like he's sophisticated. He was in a boy band. Look at these contrived backgrounds. He's named after a strike term. Oh, my Lord. Oh, going, going to North Avenue Beach when I was like 23, 24 was like a slice of heaven to me to see boobies oh uh, just see women in bikinis it was like oh it was a great time well dude welcome thank god you moved to la huh no kidding man yeah that's true uh i will say i i've been doing lift which some people would say is a reckless thing to do but i've been doing lift wearing wearing been tested twice since i started negative both times i gotta probably test again this week uh you know there are a lot of very pretty women in this city i've had many pretty women in my lift just to let you know and i like it <laughs> It, it, it just makes my day. At least you're interacting with humans for crying out loud. There's no, I mean, there's no interaction going on in this in this city, and also during the COVID thing, it's like you know, it's, you still got to talk to people. All right. So here's. Oh, God, so I'm so glad I wasn't out. a theater kid. So check this out. So he got drunk and sang that song for yeah. old girl, and she yeah. was like, "Stop, you stupid piece of shit." Yeah. Now look at old Strike Dog. This is. This is the sophisticated They're auditioning guy, for right? the play for Midsummer Night's Dream. They're all, they're all auditioning for the play. Okay, and that, this is what he's auditioning with. Oh, he sang Allison. So he sings Allison. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Wow. All righty. Well, if there's no one else. Wait. <laughs> this is a great scene. Kirk Landers, I'm here to audition. He's going to prove it to her. Don't ever do that. It's over. She made the decision. Yeah, like it's read, over. Uh, Trust me. This is great. By Oberon in the third act. Oh, and I can't wait to hear it. But first, I need to hear your singing audition. Excuse me? The procedure, Mr. He's Landis, a is child first, there. And then we read it's crazy. Later. Yeah. He's a child. Uh, well, Crow, this was it, like over 20, 20 years ago. Years ago. It's like, it was like damn, 20 years ago. fucking old. <laughs> Sing first, read She's later. probably dead. That girl's probably not alive. <laughs> couple of junkies. Odds, couple of heroin addicts. Yeah. Yeah. The lead. What happened to her? She was. She, did she become something? She was in a few things. Let's see. She had to, because I mean, this guy's a fucking. He's a working actor, you know. Any song? Any song you want. I don't know. I, I, she was in uh, Sorority Boys, The Guardian, Sleeper Cell. Oh, trying to make it into some sort of like you know action movie. Oh, for she had a reoccurring role as a, a as a district Kiss attorney on SVU. Okay. Oh, he sings the gum song. This actually is re realistic. In high school, you don't have to be good. Like, they're in the singing auditions. You just have to sing a song. Oh, God. She helps him. Oh. That big red freshness lasts right through it. Your fresh breath goes on and on. While you chew it, so say goodbye a little longer. Make it last a little longer. Give your breath one lasting breath. Yes! With 
big red. He get the whole school on his side now. It's building him up. He's getting built up as a baby face so he could fight the heel. It's like a wrestling storyline. It's a simple morality play, which yeah. Yeah, works. And it then works. here's this little comedy. So he's got a he's watching a family dog that humps things. So throughout the movie, you got this little dog that's humping things. That's fun. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Apparently, he's got some sort of hormonal imbalance. Oh God. Wow. We're gonna put the uh, the scriptwriter. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm sure they got made a lot of money. Oh no, but here's I'm I've, sure they made uh, if some you, money. I guarantee you. Because of the times, they probably had to go back and like, can you put like an animal scene in it? Like it was probably a focus group or yeah, like yeah, exactly. a new fucking Three movie months came after out. the shoot was done. So yeah. they were like, can you add some of these dog humping <laughs> yeah, scenes? Yeah. Like like the machine got yeah, they got their hands on it. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I So now they're building because he she's helping him with the play. Cause now he has to be like in this fucking play. So she's cool. Yeah, she's cool. She's Colin Hanks's younger sister in okay. the movie. Uh, <clears throat> and they this is one of my issues with this movie is even though we're only 23 minutes in, they all of a sudden spring Kirsten Dunst and Ben Foster getting romantically oh, involved. Oh, oh, oh. Like all of a sudden they have yeah. this house party and at the house party they almost make out and you're like, wait. They've just been doing play shit the whole time. Yeah, like yeah, at yeah. no point in this it movie. It didn't feel organic and did natural. Did it feel like they were building a romantic relationship? Like it feels like she just tried to make out with them. Because <laughs> then for the rest of the movie, it's about how he actually should be with Kirsten Dunst and not this redhead. Yeah. I remember trying out for basketball my ninth grade year and not making it. Yeah. And being told by Catherine Egan. Oh. A woman told me, and I was like, I fucking was supposed to be on there. Like I was looking forward to it. <laughs> She team, spoiled your life. You know, it was just like, oh, and I was riding high. Some people don't like play. Some people don't like movie spoilers. You know, you know, yeah. they get mad. I, I was like, you're don't at say work, anything. You come home from work. You're like, someone's like, did you watch the cup? I recorded the game. Don't say anything. I knew I was on the cusp and I didn't make it. Some people don't like that. Yeah. And then this girl was like, no, this is what's happening in your life. Here's what happened. I was next to Scott Kruger, who was a good athlete, starting quarterback on the high school team. I was in the ninth grade. He was a good athlete. He played like junior varsity as a ninth grade kid. You know what I mean? Like he was he was playing with kids uh, a, a year or two older than him, you know, and holding his own. So it was Kathy Egan and I think a woman named, uh, what was her name again? Leslie Olson, who I got along with. What I like great Leslie. regular names. Because now these girls would be like <laughs> Sadie and Skye and fucking Allie. So it, it three was. Allies. And Catherine and Leslie were pretty women. And, and Leslie liked me. I had a sense of humor. I made her laugh. She liked me a little bit. Because I don't know if you knew about this. You can have five Allies and one's A-L-I. Oh, one's A-L-L-I. Yeah, these one's A-L-Y. One's A-L-Y-L-Y. I can't one's pronounce half the names on my fucking... So many Allies out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Allie is the most over-fucking-name. <laughs> yeah, Allie McGraw. So here's... This is a... So anyway, but my point is, with, 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 I was saying with, with the names. Yeah. Wasn't I saying about the names? Leslie and... Yeah, Parker. they came up. I remember, and they Scott Kruger was like, oh yeah, Scott, you made the team. And I was like, please don't say anything. Please don't say anything because we had lockers next to you. And I look up, and Kathy Egan was going... Oh, what a she bitch! Like that, you know. And I was just like, and she wasn't bad about it. It just no. was like, it just was kind of like, and you didn't make it. Like it was a disappointment. She was more, of a, and I was just like, fuck. Do you think you were close, or do you yes. think? Yes, yes, I do. Actually, so you kind of were like, when yeah. you, what was your mindset after the tryout? You know, I, I was like, wow, that was a lot of work. 
You know, there was it was like four days or five days of tryouts <laughs> of just like I remember like playing basketball hard for like an hour and a half to two hours straight. At any point were you yeah. like trepidatious of like, oh, I'm gonna have to do this every day if I make the team. No, no, I, I wanted to make the team. I wanted to be on the team. I thought I was good enough. Uh, and there's and there were two. They would they were gonna have like I think it was 22 people. 22 people to, to whittle it down you, to like seven to eight. The only standing in your way was the said, head coach. Jesus, man. I mean, yeah, I, I remember it not and being disappointed. So we got a Marty Short scene coming up. Thank you so much. Season. It's a lead role. I know. He thinks thou best not botch it. <laughs> I remember what the wonderful Bobby De Niro once said to me. Well, not to me, but I read it in an article. And it was concerning landing the big roles. And what he said was, just because God blesses you does not mean there isn't another sneeze coming. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But you can tell they let him improvise these probably. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. probably like 10 minutes of him coming up and saying Yeah, stuff yeah, they're like, him. okay, here's what's going on in the tension. She just got the lead. Make her feel kind of bad. What's the curveball? He's saying that he can't do the play practice because he has basketball practice. I want you to take it seriously. I want you to give it half the dedication, just half, that I gave my own. The high school drama to teacher? To be or not to be, that is the question. Oh. This is... Short's getting a oh, fucking check, the boy. He he wasn't bringing. He wasn't bragging about this. Oh no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't was, bragging about this at cocktail. He parties. wasn't Stewart and saving his family yeah. anymore. <laughs> or, or, I mean, Al Franken is was that? Oh, it was was that? No, but Al he was in Stewart. There's Stewart and that where he's with fucking Charles Grodin, where he pretends oh. to be the little kid. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, he had. I mean, well, what's his high watermark? Inner space. Well, what's, Ooh, what's Martin Short? Yeah, wait, 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 three amigos. What's his high water mark? Probably SCTV. Well, well, yeah. No, I think he was he was on Saturday Night Live in the early early mid eighties. But he did not. He, he was not able to really make it as a, a truly great comedic actor. He was good though. Wasn't like, he in like, Father like, of the Bride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was probably his high water mark. He and Steve Martin do stuff together. He's three successful. amigos, inner space. God damn, you're right. You know. Father of the Bride and yeah, sequel yeah. Pure Luck. Father of the Bride. Those those are two pretty big movies. Three Fugitives. He also played a gay character. The, Captain that, that Ron. Character, that character now. Captain Ron. What was a, a Goldie Hawn, a, a Kurt Russell movie? So that's a pretty big movie. The Big Picture. I think yeah, I think it was a pretty big picture. That's a comedy. Chris, that's a Christopher Guest movie. Well, he. Uh, he plays a character that's very flamboyantly gay in Father of the Bride. That if that was done now, he would be he would be canceled. He would be canceled because of that character. Because it's, I remember like uh, gay people like on my uh, uh, student newspaper in college writing articles about how how uh, embarrassing that character was. Like what what a bad portrayal of gay. Because it's just like back in the head. and he's just such like oh god, he's just a real Nelly, like a real yeah. Nelly. Plus, you, you know? could have gotten a real fairy gay guy yeah, to, yeah, do, to it. do it. Yeah, exactly. You could have done that. Nathan again. Lane's always there. Yeah, <laughs> the guy was on airplane. It's always. I guess the guy <laughs> on airplane is 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 like amongst like underground certain you know uh, bill cruz is telling me he's got a huge gay following you know well, he, someone he, was brought up the birdcage and how like at the time it was such an on point version of gay people and now people would watch the birdcage and be like 
how this is homophobic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, it, the portrayal of it would not be respected or appreciated. Or, I don't. And even, like three out of four of them aren't gay. Yeah, <laughs> like it's them. Robin Williams, yeah. exactly. Nathan Lane is exactly. Yeah. And then you know. isn't it fucking who else is in that movie? Nathan Lane is such an over the top ham handed actor. He's hilarious. I like Nathan Lane. He's funny. Yeah, no, you Nathan know. Lane's great. You know, he's awesome. Look, he almost got he's getting road apples. Look at here. Is this his dream? Yeah, it's, he's having like at some point uh, he daydreams actual midnight midsummer night's dream stuff. Oh, uh, in preparation. <laughs> yeah. When it rains, it pours. Mr. <laughs> Are we having God? He. He really was scraping the bottom on this boy. He's, I tell you, Martin Short is, he probably got paid. Yeah. Probably 500 grand. At least 250. At least 250, I'd say. I mean, he's the biggest you star. Know, and, and I'm sure he. Him and Ed Bagley are like the names. And they could film this for like five weeks, six weeks. You know what I mean? Oh, you no. Know? They probably had Martin Short for a day. Really? They probably did all this theater stuff wow. for a couple days. Wow. Like it was that short. Let's see what else Martin Short did in 2001. Yeah, I, I don't know how much. I mean, he's he's working with a Mar Steve Martin. They did have a comedy he duo. He did Get Over funny. It and Jimmy Neutron, a voice in Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. He really was. He was coming off Mars Attacks and Jungle the Jungle. Well, yeah, Mars Attacks is a pretty big movie. He did Mumford. Yeah, Mumford was a movie. I, I saw that. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, he did. It's Ever since then, he's been doing a lot of voiceover. Yeah. I mean, all it's, the hoodwinks, Santa Claus three. He is in the Santa Claus, isn't he? Oh, the one with Kurt Russell and and, and, uh, and ooh, Goldie 2020 Hawk. father of the bride part three ish. Wow. A short wow. film. Three ish. So, yeah. so does he come back as like a gay character? who's like more more normal as opposed to like, yo, hello. Woo -woo, hello, my darling. Like, so, Developments for a third go. installment began as early as 1996 following the release of part two, though the second film didn't fare as well as the first movie. Uh, Charles Schuyler's roles, however, projects remain various. In September 2020, Nancy Myers announced a follow-up to the first two films was coming. A teaser trailer was released on September 23rd with an official preview date. The mini-sequel was written and directed by Myers with the plot including a family reunion over Zoom. So it was COVID. And then let's go to reboot. God, I'm watching this. Following so the bad. Walt Disney Company's acquisition of uh, Fox, Bob Iger announced a Father of the Bride reboot for wow. Disney+. Plus. Wow. Where they probably actually will. It'll be a Korean black gay guy. Yeah. They'll really mix it up. It'll definitely be. They'll check the boxes. It'll off. definitely be a black lead. <laughs> you know, you're so this in the girl shop. right here. So they're trying to set up Ben Foster with dates. Like they're saying, like he's pining over this girl. Yeah. Uh, let's set it. So the first girl is like this accident prone girl. She's extremely hot, but she's accident prone. Well, isn't that what's her face, man? That's. Uh, really she's like a model. Is it uh, Stacy Norgren? No, no. Yeah, she's something. Yeah, yeah something well, like that. Yeah, she is a. She's a pretty woman. Walking uh, down the street. Yeah, she's uh they've made her up well. <laughs> oh, it's the lighting's a little bit. That stuff about me being bad luck. Oh, she's Australian. Yeah. So it's kinda like ooh, Olivia Newton John getting a foot in the door, you know? Olivia Newton John was a phenomenon in the late seventies. She was a gorgeous woman. Xanadu. La 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 that was a punchline of a joke. Yeah. Oh, the old lady is Swoozy Kurtz. The redheaded lady, the one who plays Ed Bagley's wife, 
oh. that short redheaded lady. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is that, is that Ed Koch? <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually it's some, a Chinese person. It's, it's just like a, like a Chinaman in, in the in the. Uh, so he went to the bathroom. There's tits, some titty and. Oh, this is just so goofy. Yeah, and dumb. You know how much money that piece of meat costs, probably to dumb. fling in the air like that. Ugh. This movie cost twenty million. I bet you two of it was spent to get the graphics to get that piece of steak flying through the air. Ugh. Okay, we'll give this sector a job. Ugh. This is one of my. He she criticizes his singing. I love how into it Martin Short gets. God. <laughs> it's just not very good. I could lie to you, but I would do you a disservice because it's it's just bad. You've got to commit. I'm dreaming of a boy, a very special guy. I wish that I could pluck, pluck, or see you pluck it. You know what I mean? We'll talk about it later. Okay. That's kind of funny. See, me and my sister used funny. to smoke bowls and just watch this shit. God. But it's so. It, it's like it's just. It's constructed. I'm dreaming of a boy. All right, let's go a little further. Uh, is this when he goes into the last picture show? And, is Ooh, that cultural appropriation? <laughs> so they're like, the play's coming up, yeah. and they're getting closer. What did I say? This might have been, oh, this isn't quite the party scene. I'm sorry. Okay, but we're going to have you shouldn't be a connection. Uh, okay. How she shoots him with the fucking crossbow. How, how, how does it end? <laughs> Are you done? No, no, I'm not done yet. No, no, no. Just keep it going. Also, one of the running jokes in this uh, is his parents run the sex show. They're like, they're Ed hosts of the sex yeah. show. So at intermittent points, he'll get in trouble during the movie, and they're like cool with it. Like he gets caught being all trussed up at a sex club because his yeah. friends take him to a sex club. Like your high school friends did. Yeah, I know. I remember going to like a, a porno store when I was 18 yeah. out of town and being, and it was like, I felt this. My heart oh, was like and racing and blowing found me out away. You were there, you'd be in trouble. Yeah. Well, so, they, like, he gets caught there and they're all like, oh, we didn't know you were so kinky. It's like the funny part of the movie. I, I actually told my mom and my stepfather I went to it. I think I had a guilty conscience and, and it was just like, I didn't like it. Those places kind of creep me out. Not when I got older. <laughs> when I got older, I went to them. She's helping me out with a part. Okay, okay, okay. Just keep an eye on her, man. You know, because some of those theater guys, they have this reputation of being kind of gay. See? That's what they want. Did he say gay? Yeah. This is the montage, the relationship built montage. Why does that annoy you? You got to cut time. Because it's so this only, cliche. This movie's an hour and 22 minutes. God, she's like 102 pounds, Mila Kunis. She's very slight. Well, she was 13 when she started Gosh, on that 70s show. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she lie about her age yeah. or something? All right, so this is the kiss. All I driven think. first generation. I will become a movie star. She's oh, total. Here we, here, we here we go. There we go. This is real. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Hey, let me take a shot in the dark. Burke's there, right? Felix, where are you? Big party. They threw a party. Hey, so they threw a party at his house without telling him. Man. I'd be furious oh. if that happened, dude. I remember I had some. Oh, I'll never forget this. I was. I was. It was my end of the summer of between my junior and senior year in, in high school, and I had some friends where I just started to drink alcohol. I didn't start drinking until like my second semester of my junior year, which was like I was a square. I was like two or three years behind the curve, probably until I was seventeen. People didn't know that I actually drank. 
So I, I had like oh. a, I had a couple cases of, of beer and I had some friends over. Another person I know was doing a, throwing a party like four houses down that I actually was friends with, and they thought it was my place that had the party. So all these people started to show up. How excited like, were you? I was like, get out. I was like, get out of here. I was like, I, I put a fucking wall up. I was like, you're not going to come into the place. I have six of my friends here. Do you Go think to their place. that cost you in the long run? No, like, I don't give a shit. Fucking crocious. Cool. No, because I wasn't going to fucking ruin my house. My fucking well, yeah. family would have found it. Would mom, there have been a way for you to get away with it? Or I, you'd have been like, no. No, I wouldn't have been able to, to, to clean it all up because it was a 17-year-old goof. You know? How long were They would have broke picture gone? frames. I think they were gone for a week, okay. you know? It's like, I, and the house was a huge house. It was a four bedroom, 13 room on like almost an acre plot of land. Like it was a fucking big house. I'm sure someone would have fucked something up that I never would have caught. My mom would have caught it within 10 minutes of walking into the house, you know? So it's like, I didn't want to deal with that. So I didn't give a shit. No, I, I was, I have my friends. I, yeah. I, you got to have a backbone. Plus you, know? you were probably a little drunk. So you were like, I was a little booze. Get the fuck out of I, here. I was just like, well, no, get out of here. And I guess like they were talking to myself. I was in my bedroom and my bedroom was in the uh, right above the back door. And I was like, what's going on? Like, what's he doing? It's like, he's talking to himself. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, what is it? They just come over here and think they can just show up. No, you know, I was like, hey, so anyway. did other people at your house want you to be like, come on, let them in. There was, yeah, there was a little bit of a, t- I, was, so I, was I had like, to work that front too. Yeah. I had to work that front too. It was like, I had to do both. Like you know, there were some of your memories. friends that were like, come on, come man. Come on, let's yeah, have two a party. or three, but I was like, no, nah, man. And, and ultimately they respected because I was like, I was really firm. Like, no, this isn't happening. It's my Boone's farm. It's my house. No, it's my a case of Budweiser. Mike Cross was doing Coke too. Okay, so. He was doing Coke the at the party, which was, that was a step up for me. Like in high, so the know. redhead just caught the British guy cheating on her. Oh. So now, even though Ben Foster has been working up the relationship with Kirsten Dunst, now he's going to try to protect her or, or talk to her. Don't be a pussy. Well, she no. blew you off, this man. This is when Colin Hanks catches them kissing. Oh, 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 oh this is good. The brother's going to catch him. I, I missed that about a good L.A. party. Remember we went to a few parties like at a pool? Where you sit outside yeah, next you to sit somebody? At, yeah, and you actually drink Look a beer and Look how disgusting it is that they're sitting next to each other talking. It's so gross. God. Yeah. Like, why do you hang out with me? Because I mean, you probably have better things to do than to waste your time. I never talked weepingly like that. Even when I, I was upset, did. I tried to be like, no, I'm good. No, I, I usually wasn't able to articulate myself and spoke too much, which turned them off even more. Absolutely. It made them, makes them even Absolutely. less attracted to you. When you actually talk too much, just let me know. I mean, I'll let you all know. I'm strong. I'm not a silent type. Yeah. I'm not a silent type. I, I have a strong personality. I have strong <laughs> opinions. I'm not going to be silent about them. So here we go. That, that makes a lot of women they not feel so comfortable, which is not good. Unfortunately, that's what I am. Get a nice little acoustic jam going. There you go. We're young and we're falling in love. Pretty soon we'll be finger blasting. <laughs> we're young and love. Oh, it's so gentle. Falling in love. Our first kiss is so memorable. Put a tongue in there. <laughs> That's what you do, you know. Oh, I was good with that reverb. <laughs> that right? was good, actually. That worked. Yeah. God, this is just annoying. That's how we're gonna get away from strikes. Whenever music comes on, we're just gonna sing over it. <laughs> we also we're not. <laughs> we have to make up our own music. Exactly. So, we don't get hit. so she's mad. So now she's ma- she's Why is she mad. mad? I don't. Get this the confuses me too. I even talk. We watched this movie two nights ago to prep for this. This confuses me too. <laughs> so he will even go back. That's why these movies aren't good. 
It should be very clear. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but it, but it seems ham-handed and forced that they do this. Oh, here's why she gets mad because he at the last minute gets trepidatious because he's like, oh man, I'm making out with my best friend's little sister, and she gets upset because he's like, what about Felix? And she's like, well, fuck him. Oh, is that like her? Like she basically, it's her brother. Oh, oh, she basically doesn't understand that he's like, you're my brother, you're my best friend's younger sister, and she's just like, so what? Screw you. And then now he's mad that he was making out with her younger sister. But I'm like, wait, he was just kind of defending him. Like, why is anyone upset here? Just a lot of teenage hormones. So now this is great. So the... Oh, yeah, she's, she's been... Swoozy <laughs> Kurtz. We could have sprung for a DJ. Make sure to put the furniture back when you're done. <laughs> the cool place. I, I remember uh, parents who actually like didn't my mind dad when kids had a cool party. Parent. Yeah. Uh, if it had happened at, my, at that house, I had that party, it would have been. I would have caught hell. She's got rubbers, dude. My parents, for God's sake, stop trusting me. Look at they're twisting that, aren't they? It's so fucking. Look bad. at this line, though. Here's this line. Cutie. I go get the skimmer. Because that girl pooped in the pool. So oh, this yeah. is where they we're gonna go hook up. <laughs> Sing again. Oh, what's happening? Oh, I'm just so alone right now. I just Kelly, I why did this happen? He kissed you. God, can we resolve this? And I don't know why he it's did it. So I mean, Burke's pretty screwed up right now. Look, when I kissed a woman I for the first time, too. like really kissed a woman, I was head over fucking heels she goes i kissed him oh you were and, in love and, and, and it was and let me tell you something gwen henning that's my finger bla uh, blast anniversary <laughs> my finger bang anniversary all right we'll so it was a good the, time this it was is intense. the play oh, it all God. breaks down at the play this is this is as we're well produced we got to see the opening scene So this is this is everything. Like so at the are last they minute, up right now? Like, so well, what happens with Cisco is <clears throat> so Cisco is this character in the movie where you're like, he's a pop star. Why doesn't he have anything to do with this play? Yeah, and he even joins stage crew. And then at the last minute, one of the dancers gets hurt, and he has to step in. And like he has a crush on Mila Kunis, he wants to get that interracial love going. <laughs> Mila Kunis, Russian black love. Maybe yeah. Took a half step back before the spin. He's rich, dude. We looked it up. He was he still does Drew Hill shit. He had that one solo record. He probably does choreograph a choreography yeah. for everything. I, I never did theater. Well, I, I did theater and, and I thought about that and I, I, did, I told you I killed. I killed. I wanted I to do theater in elementary school and you had to join choir to be in the so I joined choir in fourth grade, so in fifth grade I could be in the plays. I was in the play. <laughs> What, what, what's that fantasy? He's like? he's fantasizing because he's like, this is gonna end me. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be on a barrel. <laughs> so the star broke both his legs at some point, and that's why Ben Foster. We skip past it, but Ben Foster takes Has the lead be. at some point. God. God. Raise the curtain on the tragedy that has befallen the Bard's greatest comedy. I'm praying for you, sir. Thanks. But watch this opening number. This is great. Ugh. 
read a Shakespeare play and never understand a word they say. Well, tonight we're gonna make things clear, cause Shakespeare's dead. But we're up You're this Colin is trying Hanks. to be like you're Colin Hanks in this scene, just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Ugh. Is it turning into Greece? Well, no. The, so the whole point of of Martin Short's play is it's Midsummer Night's Dream, but like done modern, like modernized. So it's all these. That's why, like, yeah. you don't know a word they say. Ugh. I used to think like my life would take a different trajectory. Had I, because I, I killed in the play in ninth grade. Killed. I still remember it. One of the memories of my life. Remember it to this day. Totally yeah. stole the show. Huge laughter. So I'm going to go to the Uproarious laughter. <laughs> God damn. Maybe it wasn't uproarious. The last 20 minutes is this whole goddamn Man. play, huh? So then, so what happened? So we're going to go no. all the way to the end here because we don't care about Midsummer Night's Dream. And I thought to myself, I should have maybe done theater. Like, why didn't my parents realize that I actually had a talent? And, but then you know something? I, I don't know. I, I just didn't like theater people. So part of me is actually kind of happy. So that. here we go. So in Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> These are all theater kids. Right? So here's the thing in Midsummer Night's Dream. There's the end where he has to like proclaim his love to the rich girl. Like where he gets. So he. But what Ben Foster does is he changes the end of the play. To pro- proclaim it for Kirsten Dunst. In ways fair Hermia's soul and mind shall forever intertwine. Alas, we must forever part. For lo to another belongs this heart. Shane West gets upset. Wouldn't you love people to applaud your love, girl? I've I've gotten applause many times. (laughs) (laughs) Tina Fey applauded you. More than Tina Fey. <laughs> Many people, I actually. And uh, I've gotten big laughs and rounds of applause. I, I know what it means. Uh, this is annoying. This is fucking annoying. It's really annoying. It really bothers me. But, you know. I do not like it in a boat. I do not like it in a boat. Oh, so he makes a fool out of himself? because well, he's like, upset because he's like, he just, you go play. He changed the end. Like, why are you applauding? He fucked up the end of the play. But like, hey, he did it for the reason they liked. Yeah, them. they are. They were on board with it. This guy was in stuff too. Oh, there we go. This is also like rich suburban. Well, and how comedy. the stagehands rig it. The two stoners, fucking. Hey, can you drop this bag of poop on him in the third yeah. act? Right? It's sort of like Carrie, but with a light heart. So yeah. Colin Hanks catches the accident-prone bitch. Oh my god! So he's about to change her up. What is the deal with? So like, then they go down. This is just play goes juvenile, down. man. Well, I yeah, really it's don't... made for juveniles. <laughs> it's a teen I, movie. I really dislike this. I mean, I just. But how could you actually think this was going to be good? That's what bothers me. How could you actually think to yourself, "This is going to be funny when this happens, and then this happens. It'll be funny." No, it's not. <laughs> it was just, yeah, this is going to. I be understand dumb. that ironic goof. I understand the ironic goof of it all. Okay, trust me, I get that. But cheat, it's not. No, this is a waste of money. It is a waste of money when there's homeless people on the street. We have enough money in our culture to watch shit like this, but not truly help your fellow man. Make them escape from their reality as opposed to live in it. God. 
Yeah. That being well, said, it served its purpose. They all went on and did great things. She was in Wimbledon. I will say, oh, there. I mean, Mila, Mila Kunis is yeah. a fucking got on a, the A list for Christ's sake. A blacks yeah. and whites kiss right there. Uh-oh. Oh my god. Oh my. What the hell you gonna have yourself a nigga gonna kiss me? So yeah. <laughs> no. No, but I'm not thrilled. I'm it's all resolving it. Well, because he's like, yeah, you're dating my sister. Kind of glad it's you. Of course, because it's actually if it's a friend who's you actually yeah. like, it's like you can accept it. Hey, Kel. I never had a sister. Hey, good job. I thought about that too. That maybe I would have liked a sister, but you know, Listen, if I had an older sister, it would have been I would have been henpecked by my mom and my older sister. <laughs> that would have been a horrible combination. So here we go. It's bad enough with my mom. So we could, yeah. This is a hit. This is a hit. And it's Cisco singing it. I like this. This works. It works, man. Do you think it vitamin C back involved or yeah? See, this is the beginning. What? Why this is good is that it shows the movie's over. That's the best thing about it. That's actually (laughs) the reason why it's truly good. But this is actually a good song, and they play this song in the middle of the movie a couple times. You play this. What? What? What's the law against playing? So there it is. Crow, we got weeks of this. Left. Yeah, man. It's I, I, I really it offends my sensibilities. I have, but you know, th- I I have three just from two thousand and one. Now the next one is gonna be black people, so that'll be a little funner. Okay. But okay. it's still a rom com. Urban. Yeah. It's an urban rom com. Yep. Two can play that game. <laughs> starring, two can play that starring game. Starring Vivica A. Fox and Morris Chestnut. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what are we feeling? You want to wind down the episode here? Yeah, one thing. One yeah. used to say, last night, I, I've been watching some HBO documentaries, you know, that have been enjoyable. I watched the Joe Namath one, which is so dated. It's hilarious. Just this whole, like, cat, uh, Susie Colbert. Like, he's of such a different era. But what a fucking star he was. Joe Namath was a flat-out fucking star. So, I've been watching, like, a bunch of documentaries. And I watched the one, it was a Martin Luther King documentary about the last three years of his life. And then went through the Chicago stuff a lot for a good half an hour of it. And he, you know, and, and I knew this, I'd heard this before, but King said the anger that he faced in Chicago was worse than anything he faced in the South. Oh, yeah? So even like Selma, Alabama, those famous pictures of, you know, Bull Connor and dogs and stuff. Like, Look, hard the, winters and hard racism. That's there, what, there, that's they what said they're that all about. There'd be a couple hundred people to counter protest. When they went to Chicago, they'd have like 10,000 counter protesters and like a lot of swastikas, guns being shot yeah. off and crap. It's like and a it, goddamn Hungarian soccer game. I, out I there. mean, it was really like, uh, and he just, and, and I guess King was just, he was blown away at the hatred. He couldn't believe how strong the hatred was. Yeah. You know, uh, he, he was actually he was surprised by it, you know. But that Gale says <laughs> is a hell of a he ball could player. <laughs> I mean, that city, I mean, the racism. We went through Gage Park, and they were not happy. And I mean, and you hear the crowd. There's literally they just like, like this weird, like primitive, like, like grumble in the background yeah. when he's when he's. I mean, it's not even. It's like utterances. Like it's like. I mean, it was literally like it's like stomach gurgles, but racial slurs. Yeah, it was incredible. Like the hatred. And I shouldn't have watched it. It fucking made me emotional. It bummed you out. Yeah, it did bum me out a lot, actually. See, this is why we watch stuff like this, to fucking lighten you up. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. But no, no, there's nothing wrong with me, okay? I didn't say there's anything wrong with you. <laughs> no, no. I said we're going to lighten you up. You said you were bummed, so I was like, we watched this Thank movie. you, that's good. But I watched that. It, it was, it, but it's like, you know, uh, 
what he went up against is pretty amazing. Like I mean, he was, uh, he was you know like contra. He got fucking killed. He got yeah, fucking no shit by the goddamn CIA. You know what? what the government killed him. Hell yeah, the CIA yeah, marked yeah. him off. That's fucking James Earl Ray. When, when I went to the Lorraine Hotel and did the, the civil rights, you know, the actual civil rights stuff, I knew everything in there. I, I, I'm, I, I feel I'm steeped in it, you know. But the most moving moment that blew me away was he went to the Flophouse Hotel where James Earl Ray was at. That way he went from the window and shot him from, and you actually stand, they have his like, plaster pair of feet. And you could see it. And you see not... the angle, and it's just like, he had a clean shot. Like, he yeah. knew what he was doing, and it was like, why? That, that was a very powerful moment. There was one moment I was like, oh, it was very jarring to me, you know, where I was like, holy shit, you know, it was real. And what's the deal with assassins? Why do they always have three names? You know, I mean, it's been, well, most murderers. Not, all, they, well, I just think when they you involve the middle name, they probably people didn't call him James Earl. Yeah, you know, James Earl. Ray. Oh no, it's Lee Harvey Oswald. It's just because that's oh, how it's it gets John reported. Wilkes Booth. You know, is it is it done that way to like brand you as that or something? Like no, it's because that's how it gets reported in the newspaper. They say your middle name. Yeah, like if I killed somebody, they would say Keith Richard Paisel slaughtered three people. Yeah. It's first, middle, last name. Yep. Age and last known residence. So to be very specific, yeah, they got they got to make sure that this is the guy. If so you get they, those three names, you know so it's they the guy. Say, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. One of the suspects for the Zodiac killer is this guy named Arthur Lee Allen. But no, but his but the people who I called him Art or Arthur, like Arthur Lee Allen, is just how it. Was they never reported. found that guy, man. A lot of people think it was that Arthur Lee Allen guy. That uh, what exactly happened him. to him? Like, how he just did, died of old age at some sudden. Some because usually those guys some, don't stop, and and usually um, what has to happen is they have to die because well, they're messed up in some weird people, circle where they get. What killed. a lot of people think, and what I am a, a, a proponent of, is that it was Arthur Lee Allen and a bunch of people that he was sending people out to do the killings and that he like was a killing cult. He was killed that he might've killed one or two people. And then he was writing letters to the newspaper and sending people out to do it. That's why his kill range is so like, it's unbelievable. Like how could one guy do this? Yeah. Up in, up in the Bay area. basically, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the serial killer, it just seems like it, it's gone by the wayside. We've talked about that before. It's not as... It's well, been replaced by the mass shooter. Yeah, you just mass shoot. The mass shooter has taken her, but yeah. the serial killer... Well, because if you're a serial, serial killer, a guy like The Rock is going to come lay the smack down on you. Well, if you're a serial killer, you actually have to, you know, make it out of your first kill alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's oh, a, yeah, the cops oh, are oh, murking these people. Yeah, I mean, do and you in think that they, sense, they, they police work them? is working tremendously. Do you think they find them quicker than they used to? Like they're able to get away with it? I think back in the seventies, when like uh, police departments didn't communicate well, like Ted Bundy was able to Dude, get away with shit because it, they just didn't communicate. You know, nine eleven so, and the way they track internet movements. The second you make a threat online, there's a there's a cop knocking on your door. Yeah, yeah. So so it, it, yeah, it, to be a serial, it'd be harder to get away with it now. You'd you have think? to do it completely. And I've said you'd have to do it like this. You'd have to see someone jogging in a canyon and just nudge them off and then go to work and just not. You, there would have to be no thrill in it. You would just have to randomly kill people as quietly as possible. Just fucking, oh, I'm driving. Oh, let me just run this guy off the road real quick. God. And then just fucking. Go, the ma I, I personally think the mass shootings, in my opinion, and I think I will. I'll be curious to see if they ratchet up when Biden truly takes over, because I actually think that there's a, a consciousness behind it. I think there's actually a. There's just certain groups that are, you know, it's okay, go out and earn your stripes or whatever. It's good. We, we hate these people, 
you know, up in some compound somewhere. I truly do believe a lot of men. Yeah, there's a disgruntled employer employee. There's a love, you know, the broken heart. But I think a lot of it, there's a political thing. That one in Texas to me, when they killed all those Mexican people, that to me was like, there's a political intent. What are you talking that. about? The founding of Texas? Well, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, but but like the El, the El Paso one, didn't they? Was like was like thirty seven like Mexican people were shot to death. It's like. It's that's horrible, and I think yeah. I think there's very much a political intention behind that. There's some white supremacist group that just said, "Fuck it, you know, we don't care. We're going to go out and take care of business." Which I'll be curious to see if that ratchets up uh, post Trump. Because to be honest with you, I thought there'd be more of that going on during the election, or maybe right now, but it's not really happening. It seems because people aren't going to school. Yeah, 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 that's true too. That that's actually a very good point. The school shooting thing is. Still also, I think thing. even the most hardened Trump supporter realizes at this point to go on the he's still one bandwagon makes you look like a real loser. Well, I wonder. I mean, but, you know, I just am curious if this narrative will have legs two years from now. I, I hope that we sort of are able to slowly get away from him and that sort of way of being. But it's just I think it's a permanent fixture in the political landscape. Now, this whole Trumpism thing is I'm just curious how it's going to manifest itself. Who, who will be the next person to take that mantle? You know, who has been inspired by him and figured out the game plan, the right wing game plan? They've got that game plan figured out pretty well. And, and but they always have a weird, random fucking, you know, lunatic. I feel like at the top, you know, Reagan was bad. I think it'll just Reagan be a lot bad. of, tw- it'll be a lot, four years of this, of just like, what's going to be the next, it's just going to be little tweets, little psycho tweets. Yeah. 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 It's I, not going to be, I, I've always said, uh, people give these white militias too much credit. They're not the fucking tiger army coming up and fucking, yeah, no, it's I not like, that. Yeah. they're not good at what they do. They're fucking, yes, they have guns, but it's not, not coordinated. Not at all. Yeah, there's not an, enough of an intelligence behind it. These people are morons. Yeah. Well, I've seen this. Yeah, this is we San Andreas. This. We're exactly. winding down. That's why I was just going to, I was letting you. She got, boy, she got cast here. for her eyes. She's a, she's a pretty young woman. Yeah, that's fucking... We had the same conversation <laughs> when we watched this movie. We you gotta know, end the show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I understand. I understand. You want to end it, you know, but... Uh, uh, he's yeah. the scumbag businessman. I think yeah. I, I think I probably tried to put it. All right, well... All right. It's, I, it's been a good show. I've enjoyed it. The rom-com was good. Yeah. Thanks for watching, yeah, guys. I, ho- I hope you got something out of it, people. Yeah. I enjoyed follow it. Follow Adam on social media, at Insecure Comic uh, on I, Twitter. I've had a couple good tweets recently. Always have good tweets. <laughs> Thank at you. Adam Crocious on Instagram. I am at Keith Pazel across the board. K-E-I-T-H-P-A-E-S-E-L. I'm the only Keith Pazel on the planet Earth. Absolutely. Um, thanks for watching the show. Hit uh, the subscribe button down there. It's over this way. And then also uh, hit the hit the bell to get reminded when I post this episode. Yeah. Because you don't want to be a straggler. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next yep, week. Absolutely. Good times, people. Good. Enjoy the Thank weather. Thank you guys. Yep. So much. Yep. Ain't no love, not in this city. And here I